This episode of Real Life Sci-Fi is brought to you by Epic Reads and the new sci-fi fantasy Heart of Iron by Ashley Poston. New York Times bestselling author Victoria Schwab says Heart of Iron delivers a delightful cast and non-stop thrills. The pages flew by and I couldn't put it down. Don't miss this epic adventure perfect for fans of Six of Crows and Firefly. Pick up Heart of Iron today. Available now wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Do you do audiobooks? I tried, but the one that I tried to listen to was too quiet, and I was cooking. (laughs) Feral Audio. Welcome to Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie. I'm Wade. I'm Willie. Uh, this is a Feral Audio Produced podcast. We talk about conspiracy theories and um, poltergeists. Pa- anything paranormal. Anything that uh, somebody's got a story of, but some people don't believe them, maybe. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> I don't know. All that stuff. Our guest today is a very funny comic. Shane Moss, uh, host of... The, fuck, I forgot it again. The Here We Are Podcast. Here We Are, podcast. Here we are you motherfucker. <laughs> the Here We Are Podcast, which is, yeah. it's soon to be on Feral Audio, but there's a bunch, is there, is there like a bunch of episodes uh, out there? I think there's 140 or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow, you've been more doing it. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing it for about three years now. And it's like a serious deal because you actually try. I do, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And it's a serious <laughs> deal because it's side. a little more. Uh, it's a science podcast first and foremost, and then there's laughs along the way, but not every episode. Some, right. Some episodes are really funny, but I I don't attempt to make it a comedy podcast. It's, right. It's which is I think good because fun. you know, like a lot of people I see online, like they're looking for stuff that's like not comedy. Yeah. It's like I guess. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like to laugh. I don't but. listen to, to <laughs> podcasts, but when I do listen to them, like I'm torn because, like, I'm sometimes I'll, I, well, you know, like if I'm listening to a comedian's podcast that I know that's great, uh-huh. but then listening to something that's not funny, like I, I get deeper into that. I think that's like it's more oh. like yeah, it's more like uh, this American Life or like something, right? It's like just sort of like. I don't know. They they're overproduced. Well, but it's but more interesting it. for sure because <laughs> we just talk about dumb stuff. This is shit town. <laughs> oh, you made it personal. Ooh. You're actually calling oh, people God. out. Fucking get so annoyed. Anyways, <laughs> wow. Did you listen to that? No. I don't know. So it's overproduced so greatly. Anyways, so you're from Wisconsin originally? Is that what you said? Originally, yeah. Which part? Across Wisconsin on the border of Minnesota and Iowa. Are you a sports fan? No. Okay, uh, that's good. Never have been. Good, because yeah. those Wisconsin teams are the evil ones. Are, are they? they the evil ones? I thought they were like a, a America's favorite. <laughs> I, I thought I thought like the Brewers. Well, the and Brewers. The everyone were loves like, the Brewers. No, the Packers are definitely evil. The Packers are evil? Yeah, for huh. sure. I think I think what it is is most really? people are jealous of their homegrown bullshit. Yeah, it is <laughs> it, it is kind of bullshit. Well, yeah, you guys fucking... are pitching into the team. Oh, you guys I'm... all own the team? Good job. <laughs> I've I've been like ever since I was a little kid, I was like I would just root against the Packers uh-huh. just to annoy all of my relatives. Yeah. But um I didn't actually have any 
reasonable argument. I, I didn't, feel I didn't like have were, any reasons behind it. Sure, I was just no. you were just a just you were just a, 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 con, just a little uh, asshole. What's it called? A, a, a fuck. That's what yeah, I, I am. was a fuck. You were a little fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. I was going to ask if you were being a brat or quite trying to question their loyalty. No, I was being a brat. I liked pushing buttons. <laughs> I've always liked pushing buttons my entire life, and uh, the Midwest definitely needs some buttons pushed. They yeah. are they are very set in their ways, and those ways get outdated in a hurry. Yeah, we're from Colorado, which is right next to Wyoming, and if you ever play sports against them. Don't go there to play against them. <laughs> mm. I mean, they it's like gang stuff. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of gang stuff. You get into, like, turf wars with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, sport, uh, uh, yeah. sports are ridiculous. It's just like... It's it, ridiculous, but it's fun. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. I'm, it's, I'm it's, into, we're both into sports, but, sure, like, okay. we're also both yeah. never going to get into a fight over sports. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, I mean, unless you want like, to fight us, we'll fight you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might fight you. Okay, uh, <laughs> but then that would be a sport. As long as I don't fight you for sport, we won't put any money on it. Yeah, okay. I always wonder why they never There's did no a. Uh, you know how they have that where they have people that just fight each other. Has that happened before? Like, what do you mean? Didn't William Refrigerator Perry fight somebody in a boxing match? Oh, oh, like a charity box. Like yeah, years yeah. later, he fought. I think Manute Bowl. Yeah, or something, yeah. Right. I just, I think, I always thought it'd be funny to get like, if they had that with heads of corporations, and you weren't allowed to have any like <laughs> fight training. It's just like nerd battling. Yeah, it would be. I think so no one would watch this. Have you ever seen nerds fight? It's not fun to but watch. That's. Yeah, yeah, I agree, but that's it's a lot of defense. <laughs> that's a lot of just flailing wildly or yeah. waiting for someone else to throw the first punch, and then three hours later, nothing happened. So you are in where are you now, uh, location wise? I just moved from L.A. to Portland, Oregon. Oh, how's it? We were just up there for the UFO festival oh. in McMinnville. McMinnville, yeah. yeah. McMinnville, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a lovely area. Uh-huh. I like Oregon. I moved there for my girlfriend. I only make girl-based decisions. Nice. <laughs> I moved to L.A. for a girl. So I moved from Wisconsin to Boston to start comedy so that I could get a girl uh-huh. if Why I Boston? became a comedian. Uh, I had a, I had a uh, like an old high school buddy. Who was moving to Boston? I was aiming for like New York or LA, right. and so I was like, "Oh, close enough." Yeah. That way, I have someone to tag along with. Did you have to do a bunch of racist stuff for the oh, home yeah. crowds there? Yeah, yeah, mostly. Yeah. It's uh, it's mostly racist stuff is the only thing that works in Boston. Right. They are uh, mostly they they are either like uh, really um, there's like there's like Harvard that's like they're a bunch of like. Uh, privileged assholes and then Mm. there's MIT which is like the real nerds doing like awesome weird stuff and then the rest is like pure like towny racism sure and uh, it's a neat mix (laughs) uh, did you ever do comedy in in like North Hollywood like 10 years ago that was no pretty I basically I lived in LA for like four years and I basically never did comedy here. I mean I do some of the indie shows, but I 
I'm, I've always made my living on the road, and when I'm off the road, I'm on vacation, and I don't like look for stage. Oh, that's awesome. If someone asks me to do a show, I'm like, sure, I'll do your show, but I don't ask to be on shows. I don't like try to get booked on shows. I'm usually like, I need a break from... Uh, I, I don't need stage time. I, like, I, get, I get plenty on the road. That's a horrible life that yeah. you've chosen for yourself. Yeah. It is. It is. Do you like it? Do you like going to like bad hotels? Well, on my last tour, I did more of an indie tour where, Uh so I've made most of my living in clubs going like Thursday through Saturday at a club. And a lot of times it is a, uh, like a comedy condo that can sometimes be awesome. Uh And usually as bad as every comic talks about them being. Right. It's just stuff like, uh, if the person that owned it stayed there for like two nights, they'd make all sorts of changes sure. that they don't, and like mop up some of the semen, of course, uh-huh. and then because it's just like the most disgusting dudes in the world stay well, course, there, yeah. and then yeah. uh, and then just like the bed is always like shitty and lumpy, and like they pulled it out of a dumpster and put <sighs> it down, and 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 then uh, wow. yeah, and then uh, the uh, but I. I always, I never minded it, but then I'm now I'm liking doing like indie tours, and I try to get Airbnbs when I can. Uh-huh. And Airbnbs are pretty awesome. I've gotten some pretty nice Dude. Airbnbs. Yeah, yeah. A, I mean they're super Not to, like, cheap. Plug a company, but and you know, well here I'll some, do the anti plug. Uh, I was at my friend's. I wasn't actually there for this. There was somebody above them. This is just a regular apartment complex, like a two bedroom, one bedroom. Who knows. Mm-hmm. She goes out of town a lot, and so she Airbnbs it, which, like, you probably shouldn't do because your landlord would evict you if they knew that. Right. But she Airbnbed it to, like, some, I don't know, drug dealers or something, and they got shot. Like, they got shot, and there was just blood all over the place, and it's just, like, my friend's apartment. Wow. Yeah. So... I don't know what the message is. I guess that makes me want to stay at Airbnb more. <laughs> I know, like, how they maybe find you'll them? find some drugs that someone left behind. Oh yeah, like they had to get out of there quick. Yeah, huh? But it's weird, you know, because it's like a crime scene. But the cops, and this is like common sense, but until you're presented with it, you never really think about it. They don't clean anything up. They just come and they like say oh so there's a couple guys out there who shot somebody i guess we'll go try and look for them yeah there's no city janitors or anything yeah yeah there's blood (laughs) everywhere and stuff so like the janitor has to come over and he just sprayed it he didn't even like use bleach or anything he just kind of sprayed it down and it was like raining down on the balcony it's just kind of like this is fucked up man (laughs) five stars (laughs) yeah man welcome to la fucking i don't know um so you are in Portland, do you, and you don't do you just do comedy on the road? Yeah, yeah. I haven't even done any spots in Portland since I've been there. I haven't even told anyone that I live there, really. Yeah, the secret's out now. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, like that's being not the on best the road scene anyway like, for comedy. Is I think it? it's. I think is it it's up and coming? Good. Do you know yeah. Bronger? What's that? Yeah. Do you know Matt Bronger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's like a friend of ours. Yeah, um, I I think that it's okay. I think that's one of the. I think that um, like Portland and Minneapolis and Denver and Austin um, are all really strong, like up and coming 
scenes. Yeah, we're both from outside of Denver, so it's weird. Like we left, and then it kind of became yeah, like there was one no of these, scene when we left. It was just like the really? big, the big like we left in two thousand one. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a while. It's a big scene now. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, I guess. Um, and it, it's funny that you never did stand up in LA because LA is like one of the worst. Like, there's nothing. There's no good shows here. Well, that's kind of why I was like, I'm not going to. Uh, like, I've already got my TV credits yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do the like. They're all open mics and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like I'm not going to like audition for like I already did that before, right. and like I don't need it, and so I'm not going to like audition for a club that will like act like it's my privilege yeah. to. Go like drive two yeah. hours to perform right. five minutes for like a really shitty like uh, uh, disinterested crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, pretty much I only did shows that I was asked to do, and those those are typically shows that um, people are like still excited about. Yeah, like, like if someone's asking me to do a show. They went out of their way to do that because I don't like tell anyone I'm here or where I'm at right. or anything. Yeah. So they they are like comedy fans yeah. and and are probably comedy nerds if they're getting down there enough to know about Shane Moss. And then uh, and then like we got to get this guy on. Uh, like oh well, they must still be passionate about comedy. Yeah. And then I go and they <laughs> usually have like fun crowds of. Sometimes like a bunch of their friends. Or do you ever? Sometimes. Yeah. Do you ever show up and it's just like some guy's backyard or something? That's happened. Uh, I went to a show that was like, um, in uh, duplex, uh, and <laughs> and it was just like, it was like walking into, uh, it was literally like someone's apartment, and then and then there was like four of us there. I I like went. I wasn't asked to be on it. Uh-huh. The guy was like all excited when I it was there, but I like went one of my friends um we were tripping together and then he was still tripping. Well so was I, but I wasn't worried about it. But he like <laughs> he he didn't want to go by himself on acid and I right. was like, oh, I'll take along with you so that you get through the show or whatever and uh-huh. then we got there and there was us four comics and like he had some chairs set up and everything but there literally wasn't anyone there other than the audience <laughs> and like he started Wait, the who show would you expect to be there outside of the audience oh oh no there was no audience there okay outside, there was no one the there comics. outside of the yeah comics. sorry all right the the, com- the yeah there was no audience right. there at all it was just the four comics what or whatever. Fuck? Oh my god! And no one showed up. The guy, no one showed up, and like the guy still like. So normally in that situation, you'd be like, "Well, sorry guys, yeah. uh, catch you next time." Instead, he like started the show, like had music for what it, and like fuck? it started like doing a <laughs> sketch, and like had all this like like really written material that he'd been working really hard, on, and and wasn't even like. I mean, he was kind of making fun of the situation a little bit, but it was like, so now he's just like, did we just all get tricked into having this crazy person tell his jokes yeah. to yeah, like yeah. professional comedians? What the fuck? And we're on acid, <laughs> or two of us are anyway. And then like, and I was just like, 
hold on, hold on. Like, you got to stop. Like, <laughs> we can, like, all hang out. And, like, right. like I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that you put this show on. And, like, we can, like, chill yeah, maybe and, he like, was share nervous. some funny stories or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll just chill. Right. Uh, but we're not doing well, Yeah, what was his material. response? He, like, almost started crying. Oh, no. And, and then we all felt bad. And it was so awkward. But, like, it was a Band-Aid <laughs> that needed to be ripped but, off. But, yeah, you, if you all did the show out of guilt, that would have been but the dumbest thing up. ever. Yeah, it I was do, like, I he should have known better. But, like, clearly... it. But it was weird because he had, like, also gotten, like... He had clearly tricked lots of people being there to get be there before. Maybe he had audiences before. Maybe it was fun. I mean, right. the place would only fit like eight, ten people in an audience. What I mean, fuck? I can't. And that he had bizarre. like some decent names. Like he had all the posters from the. Like he made posters for every what? show. For and real? It was like it was a. Uh, it was. Did uh, he just have like yeah. autism or something? Sounds like, like a good it was prank like something show. like that. Yeah, and that's why. And that's <laughs> right. why I, I like. I I kind of am lean a little. I'm like almost on the spectrum where I think. I think I used to be, and I think like mushrooms, like uh, doing lots and lots of mushrooms, right. kind of cured my Asperger's. Okay, well, a don't. Bit. That, I mean, that's good because we're we're gonna talk all about that. But there is. Uh, like, yeah, I don't mean to like. No, but no, no, it's no. Like literally, the, like because I want to get into Asperger's. it, but we have to do this test that we do. Sure. It's called the Wow Scale. You're either wow. a Wade or a Willie. It stands for Wade or Willie. Uh huh. Sure. Willie believes in sort of like a lot of aliens and stuff like that. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Uh huh. And so we're just going to put you on the scale. It's between one and ten, mm-hmm. and um, depending on depending on where you where you are, I guess will dictate how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you think of yourself, um, so do you? Oh, all right. This first one is a, a three-part question sure, because sure. everyone always fucking Can I tell you, I'm it? very excited. I I enjoy <laughs> tests, and this already is like intra- I like spectrum-y things okay, and good. Like levels of things, yeah, and right I love taking like surveys about things and being good, a I'm, guinea pig. I'm glad that you're... So I'm very excited okay, right good, now. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first one is three parts. Okay. Do you believe in aliens... If so, do you believe that they have visited Earth? If so, do you believe that they're currently on Earth? So, that's a complicated question. Yeah. Yes, I believe that aliens exist. Until very recently... um, So, I... I'm not like UFO. I'm, I'm more into... So recently, I, I've started thinking that maybe they're using some portal in our mind to uh, communicate uh, to us using like electromagnetic forces. Okay. All right. But you have to like smoke a fair amount of DMT to. Are all of your theories going to be drug based? Um, yes. Okay. Um, and or science based, one or the other. Um, and then, uh, are they here now? Like I didn't, I didn't think that until uh, until like a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, like what is an alien? Like say, like say, digital information is collecting itself, uh, in, in the say the internet gains consciousness. Okay, 
one day when it's complicated. Yeah, that's enough. not an alien. That's not an alien no. to you. I wouldn't qualify. We can go to the judge. Well, I that's, mean, I mean, the thing is, is that. Uh, I I I could compare it that because like I think what what okay let's say let let's say you were taking let's say this our existence was closer to a uh, simulation mm-hmm. and that there was some kind of collection of information. What if the black holes were the collectors of information, and so everything that you thought and everything mm-hmm. that happened then gets collected into a black hole eventually? And I that, know that life and death happens. That's but like, that's like kind of very much what I believe happens. Uh, I believe we're like in a black hole right now. Okay, so far you're a 10. Really? Well, yeah. I have a science podcast and I talk well, with I'll science. I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a chance. It's just I'm, one question. I'm one of the most just skeptical people I know. Well, see, that's I, a, that's I've, a I've thing. Wait, like you're one of the most what? I've been I've been atheist my my whole life. I've always been against like organized religion. Well, but what you I've need to know been... is it's not it's not it's a Willie or Wade scale. Okay, okay. So, all right, all right, so, all right, all right. So right, Willie right. is yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is is also an atheist. <laughs> okay, I, I okay. think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So okay. I would say I would say <laughs> I would say when I ask you that question, I mean by the definition of extraterrestrial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. We're not talking so like so just organic like, life forms that yeah, yeah, yeah. are here. From, from I'm outer pretty, space. I'm pretty skeptical of that, actually. That okay. organic life forms are here or are visiting here. All right. Uh, and, All right. And have done that. That's I, why I want you to. I mean, it's not my documentary, but you should watch Unacknowledged and then get back to me. Yeah. Because I want to know your take on it. Because I feel like I'm, I'm, you know. I've seen some shit lately that has me like, now I don't know what to believe anymore. Right. But. But I've always been, yes, I believe that there are organic life forms that live mm. elsewhere in the universe. I don't understand mathematically how there could not be. Right. Uh, but no, any of like the Area 51 or any of that, like okay. I've never I've never believed in any of that my whole life. Okay. I, lately now I'm like, God, I don't know. Like all of a sudden so I don't know So you're open-minded to it, but you don't you don't sure. subscribe to it or anything right. like that. I just a little side thing uh like I was listening to a podcast and and the guy was I don't remember what it was. It might have been it might have been Boogie Monster, but they were complaining that aliens are bipedals like humans and it's like, "Oh, so they probably were made up by us." And I'm like, "There are you know, most creatures there are a lot of creatures on earth that are that have four limbs that end up being bipedals." And I'm like, it, it it's funny to project that they would be like us, but it's also funny to project that they wouldn't be like us. It's it's like we have no concept yeah. of what what should be. So to to judge something because of your bias of what it should be, well, it's just me. analytical, right? I mean, it's not. I don't know if they're judging it, but it's like that is one argument to be like, well, why would aliens be like humanoids? You know. Well, I can understand. Like you might say, well, why? Why would there be like a male or female? Mm-hmm. But um, then you ask, like, why is there a male and female here? Like the first three billion years of life was just cloning. There wasn't male and female, and that makes right. the most sense genetically to sp- pass a hundred percent of your genes onward. But the reason why there's male and female makes all sorts of sense when you right. know uh, that it's kind of about avoiding disease and switching up the genetic makeup yeah, 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 and immune yeah. system and blah blah blah. So then when you know that that that's this kind of evolutionary novelty that worked, that was like stumbled upon and worked really well for life for the past billion years, who's to say that aliens haven't 
stumbled upon that same mm-hmm. and th- and thus they've somehow gotten rid of all like bacteria and parasites and bacteria and like anything that it, if they've gotten if they've evolved enough to stop evolution right and then kill off like lower form yeah. and then that doesn't make sense because there's all sorts of good bacteria right that help us and and so also isn't there like bacteria in just floating in space and stuff like that am i wrong about that's that? quite but people there are debates about that there are a lot of theories uh, that, that people have, because um, a lot of people don't think that there are any. There's any bacteria in space because that would be life, and that that um, a lot. Of, I, I feel like a lot of people accept that there's no life right now in space. Right. So that's hmm. disputed. Then the bacteria in space thing. I just thought there was like little like Bac- w- the, the funny thing is that bacteria can survive in space, and so that's where it comes into question. Like, well, and uh, let's say an asteroid hits and it, and, and it hits the Earth, and or something to send something up into space, would it survive? Like, like mushrooms would survive. Uh-huh. E. coli survived well in space, where it like uh, multiplied so rapidly. They're like, oh, this it it lives better in space than on Earth, right? Uh, but the common, I you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like the common accepted thing by across the board is there's no life in space. I disagree with that, but uh, the, 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 what I they teach that, in school, I guess you'd say. Really, I think that uh, I think that most physicists would be like, oh, "Well, the universe is so incredibly large. There's but no I, way I that mean, we like immediately between us and the you moon. Just mean like most scientists say that there's nothing between us and the moon. No life. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like when they say life, yeah, they're like, oh. Because right. for a long time, the argument was where there's water, there's life. All of a sudden, they're finding water all over the the solar system, and and now no one says that there's that there wherever there's water, there's life. Nobody says that. There's there's so many places on Earth or in the universe in our solar system where other life couldn't exist. Mm-hmm. We're not really exploring it to its potential. Like, uh, what's the ice moon that has like. They found they've got there's a lot of volcanic activity underneath it. So ice surface, a lot of heat underneath. Mm-hmm. All all water, like one of the Saturn for, moons. Or yeah, whatever. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Moons is something that I just don't keep in my mind. So right. there could be all sorts Io, of stuff living inside of the yeah the ice. Yeah, and like you know, and you're then, a star and fucker. Mix in the conspiracy theory realm. There's people that say that the 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 the. the rings around saturn there's a lot of alien activity there but who knows Mm -hmm. you know we've had set pictures from the 70s of mars having uh seasons and that was never accepted until now they're i I feel like now they're saying there's probably seasons on mars Mm. granted the pictures are all from one spot Mm. well yeah well i mean it seems to make sense that they would they're doing they're just like a little different than we are on our orbit, right? So, like, why wouldn't they have seasons? Well, supposedly they burned out. The accepted theory of Mars is that they have no atmosphere right now. Okay. And so nothing can survive there. But there are ice caps. There is water there. And it just seems like if you're closer to the sun on your ellipses, you're going get, to get hotter, right? And that's a season. I guess I'm dumbing it down too much. <laughs> no, All right. I don't know. You're going to really like this one as a science sure. guy. Sure. Ghosts? Ghosts? Um, I would say that no. I'm not a ghost guy. You don't have any ghost stories? 
Any um, kind of weird things? Um, I think that uh, um, potentially information can be moved through time mm-hmm. and um, and so I think that there's like ways of like a kind of echo or remnant of like some other time that being yeah. a possibility but not a definition that there's some kind of echo that exists but yeah lately all of a sudden I felt like maybe there's like split timelines that are kind of interfering with one another like, like I think interdimensional that- stuff I think that um I think that there's multiple timelines that are kind of crossing over <laughs> potentially mm-hmm. where um you- say say someone dies on one timeline uh-huh. but not on another timeline and some some so or or say that there's like a say that there's a Shane on uh Earth 2 uh, on here and then there's other timelines uh-huh. which i believe that there is at least inside of our heads our our brains run these simulations and i think there's multiple times so so you oh, go to so make it's like a decision that cage movie next i'm not sure that i've I'm seen, seen it. that i want to see it now well he just no i've brought it up a bunch of times it's one of my favorite things to bring up well, he, can, look, he can see the future and he goes through like all the different like um, um, I think it's I think it's next. He goes through all the different possibilities, and then like he'll snap back and be like, "Oh, okay, so I have to turn left here now." Well, I think that's what's happening in your head all of the time. Right. I mean, you have to make decisions, and I think that there is like a very inside-out simulation kind of running. Uh, I like mean, a, a closing doors situation. I've, Sliding doors? Remember sliding doors? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, I think that that uh, um, to make a decision about where I'm going to eat after this podcast, my brain has to run simulations right. about um, what the best option for me is. So are and, you saying that you believe that all of those scenarios exist in like different timelines? I think that... Those scenarios exist in a multiverse inside my head, uh-huh. and uh, and I don't have, I have like no doubt about that whatsoever. Right. And so, uh, who's to say that the universe doesn't have a similar structure, just like, just like the internet has um, a similar, like the web, the connections of the web are uh-huh. very similar to, um, to the activity of the brain it looks yeah, yeah, yeah. very very similar mm-hmm. so the yeah. kind of expression uh as above so below i think that i think that it's possible that this might be a simulation i know that um like i feel like for a fact there are many simulations going on in our heads i i don't see how there how that could be any other way yeah and so once you understand that i I don't think it's that much of a jump to think that it's possible that this is that this universe is in itself kind of a simulation. And do you ever? Um, I, I, I this is I love this. This is great. This I I think about this a lot too, and I'm like, it makes me say, if there are multiple, I have two questions. One, do you think that our uh, my simulation is interacting with yours, or only when we connect? Do you think that they, that yours affects mine if we don't connect with each other ever? 
I've started to, I would have said no my entire life, but lately I've started to believe that maybe there's some sort of weird um, electromagnetic force or something like that that we we aren't consciously perceiving. Yeah, because I that believe are maybe that we starting exist. to become mindful of. It's like, a, um, like we just don't, like some languages have our tonal languages, which adds like a dimension to the language that we don't understand. Like we say like, um, uh, uh, you, you are, are very you? special, uh, like as a question, or you could say you are very special right. as a statement. Um, and, but, but that's, it's pretty limited in our language, but other languages, like yeah. the tone changes the whole meaning of the word. Like one tone means apple, another tone means shooting or something like, like so far different, you know? And, and so, and it's this dimensionality that we, with our language can't even really fathom. And I think that there's something like that happening with brain structures that that maybe we're able to tap into some sort of electromagnetic force that uh look i mean there's there's no it seems like it has this feeling of empty space between uh between us right now like we're seeing through what seems like empty space you know that it's air because you've been taught that and you can kind of sit and be mindful and be like oh wait a second there is air between us mm. but we're kind of wired to not really perceive anything between yeah. us because it makes us navigating this reality easier if we just see right through the air and don't spend a lot of time thinking about it but on some level um, we are all of this kind of one thing that is, I mean, there's the air is touching me right now and it's touching you. And there's, there's like, if, if this were uh, like the matrix of a programming of like, let me put it like this instead, forget this reality. Think of a dream state. So a dream is in your head. It's just a perception. Mm hmm. If I go, if I wake up right now and I say this were a dream that I were describing, I'd be like, hey guys, I saw both of you in a dream. But you two would stick out to me from the dream. That's not all of the dream. All of these surroundings, everything that's on the walls in here, and this fan and the light and uh, just uh, in the floor, all of this is I don't even really think about. But it's all part of this one, like kind of flat perception on on this level of this coding that my brain is using. Yeah. So, in that way, I think that it's possible that we're all connected through this. Um, this I think that there's like some dimension that we don't perceive that's running through everything that is near impossible for us to wrap our heads around, mm. and I think that. Um, physicists seem to think that there's like 11 dimensions or something and we're only right. able to perceive. Yeah, uh, we can't perceive anything above us. Right. It's like we see what we perceive is the dimension below us. Right. When we live in 3D, we perceive 2D. Right, right, right. And so could we see evidence of a fourth dimensional being? And I feel like that's what a lot of UFOs are. 
Mm-hmm. It's like evident. It's like the them doing something in another dimension that like you just see a piece of, and that's because like you'll some UFOs. I know it could be bad video technology, but you'll see a lot of morphing UFOs, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that that's like saying us saying hi to Miss Pac-Man. We can only say hi by slicing through her dimension. You wouldn't see. I don't know. It's, it's well, a bad comparison. But what if you know a lot of uh, a lot of human inventions like flight um and uh like uh relativity and uh, a lot of big advances in science were things that people all over the world were working on independently at the same time and they kind of bubbled up around the world at the same time and maybe that's because um of the way that information evolves and there's some expression like when it's time to start flying like when we're ready to do that we mm. just stumble upon that I, and and it seems like spooky like how in the world is uh, did these two people across but maybe they were reading the same they were educated with the same yeah. textbooks and and had enough information to take that further and maybe it's just like how there's those two volcano movies that came out at the same time in like the 90s yeah, well, like, remember when The Prestige came out with yeah. Christopher yeah. Nolan? And then there was that other fantastic other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. movie that came out at the exact same time. Right. Uh, I don't remember and it because it, it wasn't Christopher. There wasn't a situation. Yeah, it wasn't it was, a situation where somebody heard him and was like, oh, let's make one before they make theirs. It's like, no, it was in the zeitgeist. Two fantastic magician movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Who makes magician movies? <laughs> but, but maybe like there was enough stuff being pitched around Hollywood that it got into the non-con. Sure. of like yeah. studios yeah. And, like, and that's how I treat and, sci-fi is that like they're interpreting maybe possible futures that happen they're they're not all of them but so so maybe like aliens are kind of learning uh learning language kind of roughly the same way that we are people things in other okay but we're know. talking about ghosts right now oh we're talking about ghosts <laughs> Shit, forgot about ghosts. Um, I don't want to police you. Ghosts and aliens are like similar. They might as well be the same from where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Because you have these like sort of science based theories about that. Right. Um, But what I wanted to ask you is do do scary movies like freak you out? Like if you watch a scary movie that's legitimately scary and then you go home and you live alone, do you like, do you freak yourself out? No. But, um, again, recently I had some experiences where, uh, drug-induced, I had, like, every kind of, I had a lot of horror movies that I'd seen recently uh, kind of come to life in my, uh, like, during a trip because Uh that information was in my head and so it was, like, using... My brain was using that information from the movie to interpret the situation. Um, like when you but go to no, usually usually horror movies don't scare me enough, and I find them really disappointing and usually really stupid. Uh, yeah. There's been a couple of movies. I think I think I enjoyed the Saw. Basically, the only horror movies that I've ever liked have been in my adult life. Uh, I don't. They just like couldn't scare me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've gotten better or what. I like the Saw. I think I liked the Blair Witch Project was the first one 
that I was ever like, oh, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of got but me. But it didn't. Enough. It didn't. But it didn't like shake you up. Like you didn't go home and think about it or anything. Like, no, I was like happy that it had. Right, right. Yeah. You just for entertainment value, you liked it. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys gonna murder me right now? Eh, we're just saying? figuring out the best way to murder you. Oh. Yeah, we're just trying to figure out like what you're the most <laughs> scared of, so that we can torture you yeah, correctly. Yeah, sure. But sure. you look over; he's not even recording audio. <laughs> 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 but wait, this is a good this is a good question for the scale also. Like when and I can already kind of imagine your answer, but when like let's say you had a friend, like your best friend in the world, right? Comes to you and like tells you a ghost story and he like believes in it. Like it happened to him and he's super convinced that it happened. Like do you believe him? Or, like, how do you handle that, like, mentally? Not even how you deal with him, but just, like, what are you really thinking when he's, like, telling you that yeah, story? Yeah, do you think that they got it wrong or then their perceptions are off? Or do you think that they had it and you just haven't experienced that Are you yet? trying like, to what, come up with, like, rational... Right, yeah, usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and are? Even for my own experience, I try to, like, rational a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and I think that very much so I, I'm, I have... I mean, I have friends... That I ac- absolutely believe that they are not lying, that right. they that they are telling the truth as they know it, yeah, and that they are misperceiving sure. things. Okay, yes. Well, okay. What about uh, you? Got any? Have you ever have you ever believed any stup- superstitions in your life? You Is this still the test? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. love this test. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. It, and I don't get an update till. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. I'll don't tell me. No. Just keep end. doing the test. All right. Just, All right. <laughs> oh, what, what was the question? Superstitions, again? like uh, you know, generally they're they're based. I feel like a lot of people that grew up playing sports have superstitions, like oh, yeah. I hit a home run because grandma kissed me with after apple. Pie. Now grandma's got to kiss me after every <laughs> apple pie and I'll hit yeah, so yeah. many home runs. Yeah, I'm like very much against superstitions. <laughs> very much against them. I'd say so, but I think that, again, that's kind of inescapable uh, where these pattern recognition machines... Like if we set up a ladder and I stood on top of it, would you walk under it? Sure. Yeah, sure, I do sure. that too on purpose. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. yeah what about this? Do you believe... Have you seen The Secret... Uh yeah. Or read the secret either yeah. one. But uh, wait, can I ask this in a broader way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you believe in the power of positive thinking, like prayer, any kind mm-hmm. of like vision board, like any of that kind of stuff? Like, do you believe that if you put something out there into the universe that it will like kind of provide it? I'm starting to come around to those ideas because I articulate them in a different way. I think that our uh, I do believe we have these um, really, really complicated multiverses inside of our heads. The Just the brain structures are... I, I think that this consciousness is such a small fraction of what our brain is actually doing and capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think that s- setting intentions and um, and sitting and meditating is is uh it is a great way to make those things come to fruition mm, yeah. because your non-conscious world will 
do a better job. I mean, our our non-conscious world is doing, um, I say non-conscious rather than unconscious, which makes it sound like you're knocked out, or subconscious makes it seem lesser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it should be like ultra-conscious or something like that is really how I think of it. <laughs> yeah, well, because, because when it, you say unconscious... Well, that's your, con- that's your yeah. piddly, egocentric consciousness <laughs> that's full of itself talking right now. Am I right a loser now. because I don't meditate? Oh no, not at all. Like but is my life contem- shitty like because you contemplate, I don't meditate? right? You you probably are a, a contemplative person or not. I I, I would I say know. this. I'm contemplating the answer to that. So there. I mean, <laughs> I think that meditation is sometimes oversold. I don't think meditation is everything, though I was very skeptical of meditation until I started doing it and uh it definitely creates if nothing else, it creates a little bit of separation between your first impulses and your actions. And I think just right. take, taking a breath before acting sometimes can help you make better decisions and behave better in life. But um, And that's just the beginning of it. But I would say that uh, think about it like this. Forget meditation. You're at work and you're trying to solve a problem and racking your head over it. And then... You hop in the shower and you aren't thinking sure. of it and yeah. you think of a fantastic solution. So think of that as like you were just setting an intention all day long. Your consciousness was just yeah. sitting there setting an intention, yeah. though you didn't think of it that way. And then when you turned off your consciousness, your non-conscious world was able to but put But here's it together. the thing. I also do like I – mean, I do like a lot of – well, in my past, I've done like a sort of like clip showy kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm a writer, and so like we'd be sitting around like trying to think of a joke for this guy hitting himself in the nuts in one way or the other. Yeah, but why do you need a joke for that? First of all, when it's already you have to put an exclamation point on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's true TV. Okay, they they need good material. Right. So, but the best jokes would always come after someone was like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then they would leave mm-hmm. and come back and be like, oh, I thought of the best joke. Right. And yeah. so it's like that like on a sort of micro scale. Yeah. I very much believe in that. And I think that, uh, so that's what I'm, I'm talking about, setting intentions and having respect for the power of your inner world, I think. Uh, and I I think that the multiverses inside of our head and this consciousness are speaking different languages and there is this kind of gap in communication because if you saw everything that was happening, your consciousness has to limit information. I can't take in all of the information that's in this room because most of it's not useful to this conversation. that's That's why dreams happen, right? Because it's all the other shit that you're sort of perceiving all day, but but, but don't really like internalize or do internalize, but don't sort of perceive like well who knows and some of it's like where's these storytelling animals so it creates these hyper salient like really ridiculous jarring stories that are that are like kind of memorable so then you remember the things that you have to um to uh like like i had a dream recently and i normally don't like dream stories but I bet you'll actually enjoy this one, or I wouldn't be telling it. Okay. Um, I had I had a lucid dream inside a lucid dream, like Inception style, Whoa. and it was awesome. I don't normally have lucid dreams, and I don't 
once in a great while I do, and once in a great while I have a dream inside of a dream. But I'm not sure that I've ever had both. Um, so I was having a dream, and in this dream I was on an acid trip, and I realized I was dreaming. And I was like, wow, I'm on acid in a dream. Like uh, like the colors, the variation in the colors is like really acid yeah. And I'm making a documentary about psychedelics, and I was like, I need to remember what this looks like so I can replicate it for my documentary. And then I quote-unquote woke up but realized I was still in a dream, but now I was in a dream where my girlfriend, I just woke up and my girlfriend and her best friend were sitting there talking about their dream because they're always sharing dreams with one another and she's always telling her. Mm. And they have the best memory for dreams that I've yeah, ever shit, heard of. It's fuck. so crazy. I never I never remember dreams at all. Right. And uh, and then and I had this dream that was like this little glowing orb that I needed to remember for the documentary. And I asked him, I was like, how do I remember this dream? This is really important. And they're like, oh, it's so easy. Just sit on it. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, just put it in your butt. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, if you want to remember the dream, just sit on it. Just put it in your butt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, First of all, man, sitting on like, it and putting it in your butt are two different things. Like, well, it's like less, it's, it's like easier to do if it's just sitting there and then right. like you sit on it rather than like shoving it up your butt, which so you is kind of gross. So you sit on it and kind of let it nestle itself in. And so, and so that's what I did. <laughs> and immediately as I did that, I woke up and then I remembered every detail of those dreams for like the first time in my life. But now you can't, You the director has no idea what you're talking about no it's like there's green over here <laughs> no it's actually i mean i think that i would be able to capture um what an lsd trip looks like on 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 video you might be that. the first i mean that's like a tough thing right i mean you've seen movies where there's people like try a, to or uh, there's just kind of like an aura around things it's uh -huh. just like it's just like but have you seen your... a convincing depiction of well what about alex yes. gray is that his name alex gray that his alex gray there, yeah. there's there's a lot of artists that well, are I'm just talking now mainstream media baby do... i don't know who alex gray is there's a there's a whole new um uh generation of visionary art they call it uh, that is I is that tongue-in-cheek visionary really i i don't like the name that much it's a little arrogant yeah. um but they are definitely i mean i could show you some uh, some stuff that is absolutely well, incredible i've never about, done acid so it wouldn't have any effect right, on me but it would look like an alien world and to know that that's exactly like they're articulating exactly what they're seeing but the point is about that dream right. is that like the moral of the story is like if you want to remember something um, put it in your butt. Put it in your butt. Yeah. But it's like make it make it like really ridiculous. Make it yeah, really, right, like, right, right, right. Ma painful well, or whatever. And so that's what dreams yeah. are doing. Like it's scary or like you're in danger. And so then it reminds you to like, hey, you gotta pay that fucking bill, or the cops are going to come and arrest you. Yeah, huh? I have to be afraid of six feet tall babies now. Right. Well, you do have to be afraid of babies. <laughs> Because they are parasitic by nature and extremely expensive and costly. Well, there's and a baby in this vicinity, so the baby can't hear me. Uh, but but because the of science that, is out on that, he might be able to hear you. 
but uh, well, right, but won't be able to interpret till later. And listen, then, if we're all connected, you just gave that baby some bad vibes, dude. <laughs> I did. Well, bad vibes, baby. I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to talk shit about the baby. Uh, it's not the baby's fault. Baby didn't ask for this. Yeah, um, he's just chilling. Uh, but, he just got assaulted for no reason. But now there, so now there's this baby in your life that is extremely important that you need to think about. So now it's this in your dream it's this giant like crazy baby to remind you that like hey this is this important thing in my life that i need to start adjusting my my this is my room my reality all right and so and so in that way i kind of believe in the secret yeah okay um bigfoot uh no not at all i have there's uh, no interdimensional reason for a bigfoot to exist i uh i have um on my website um a long bit about the show finding bigfoot and then a bigfoot website like found that bit and like the guy that curated the website put it up like hey we got to have a laugh at our beliefs sometimes and was like cool about it you know that's cool um and like posted it uh-huh. and it was hilarious because to any other crowd it would be like the most benign least harmful yeah, least sure. edgy joke in the world but amongst the bigfoot <laughs> community they're like fuck this guy <laughs> i mean i guess it was kind of funny but like it was like they well, were I'm spending money on this belief they were really <laughs> really uh upset i mean you do a lot of just kind of like i would describe your comedy as like sort of the level-headed take on a lot of things right yeah I'd like say would so. you define it that way and so it's like it's weird to me that like you're this also this like sort of like uh what's it called for doing too many drugs um i would consider myself a psychonaut meaning that i use psychedelic drugs to right. explore the inner <laughs> like workings of my mind <laughs> yeah okay yeah. that's and weird so, to me because that's like that seems like kind of yin and yang type but that's just because you were raised thinking that drugs are bad and psychedelic drugs are actually a positive thing for you within your for place to, for humanity. So not everyone. Not but for everybody. And if you're searching, like, you be so if you're searching, it right helps you. It's the best vehicle if you're searching. You know, I was like a, I was a very depressed, uh, suicidal teenage asshole. Um, that was just looking for any escape from life. Stumbled upon mushrooms, changed my life, made it better in basically every regard um, mm-hmm. ever since then. And but they've also, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that I would have a science podcast had it not been for psychedelics. I'm not sure that I would be as interested in how the brain works right. if I wasn't fiddling with mine. So, so it's much. interesting because you're doing like it's weird because you do like so well. You know, psychedelics are so often tied to like hippies and like and and being a free spirit yeah. and stuff. But it took you sort of the other way where you're going like, oh, I need to like sort of study like why this is affecting mm-hmm. like the chemistry of my brain, mm-hmm. which is. I guess that does make sense now when I tie it to your comedy of just going like, well, I'm going to take the level-headed approach to stuff. And I, I think that uh, I think that I try to destigmatize 
as much as I do demystify psychedelics. So there are yeah. definitely much of the psychedelic community. Um, the people that are the heaviest into psychedelics don't like take issue with a lot of things that I have to say about psychedelics yeah. in my show because a lot of it is like, oh no, this is just in our minds. Yeah, You're not yeah, communicating yeah. with yeah. a thing. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. no, we're definitely communicating right. with a thing. And, uh, and so... So that happens. But also the surprising thing is I found out when I started doing – so I just – look, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I was just kind of desperately going like, I want to talk about science in my act and uh, I'm looking for a way to do that. So at first it was like, well, people like dick jokes. I'll do a thing about mating and like I I made I had a special called mating season that was like a lot of evolutionary biology and psychology stuff done in a way that like I could do in Texas and someone that was a creationist would mm. still laugh at. Sure, and accept. sure. <laughs> totally. So it was like a way yeah, yeah, yeah. of sneaking in information. Uh, and then I I broke my feet and it was my best released work to date was an album called My Big Break. So I used the I already had an act together that was about this negativity bias and why we perceive negative emotions more and I made it and then I broke my feet and so I made that like the personal entryway into talking about these concepts. You literally broke your feet? Uh yeah, see that scar there on that that uh I don't foot? know. All feet look on the back of the heel. All fucked up. Uh from a couple of surgeries there? That? Yeah. Oh. The giant thing? The yeah, only the giant thing hole in my foot? <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 I yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's funny like it, how long it took you to see that because you just see a foot. You're used I to seeing foot. I thought it was foot. just that knob. You're, you're used to like not seeing like giant holes in it. Well, so even though now it probably stands Feet are stands just gross, up. man. Yeah, they are gross. You've got nothing to be I, ashamed I, about because... I, I, I probably shouldn't wear sandals as much as I do. Yeah. Um, it's part of... I, I like I'm saying, I didn't even notice. But uh, I was on, so I was on crutches for a year. So I had to, like, people are, if you don't mention it, people are going to be like, hey, what's the deal with your crutches? Right, you yeah. can't not mention it. Mm-hmm. So it just happened to incorporate well into my show. And then, and then I thought that was going to be, uh, the album was called My Big Break. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was going to be like, oh, this is like really well put together material. Sure. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that this, and I already, you know, had, I've had success and had, tv things and blah 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 so Mm. i was like maybe this will bump me over and um it it didn't but i was still really to this day i'm quite proud of that album um and then i just happened to uh like have all this material about psychedelics i was like really in the closet about my psychedelic use and i uh was looking for another topic to get people that i could talk about science right and um, psychedelics are a good way to talk about consciousness and perception in a way that people actually want to hear. So I've basically just been frustratingly being like, I want to talk about how the brain works in a funny way. And that's really hard to market. And drugs are yeah. easier to market. Yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of why I got <laughs> into it. And then I was really surprised by the psychedelic community so i expected there to be like nothing but a bunch of tie-dyed hippies at my show sure, yeah and nothing against them actually because those are some of the sweetest people around mm. but uh but that's not what the rooms there's like one or two tables of them and then 
uh, 100, 200 normal people that are just kind of curious. A lot of people haven't even done site, but they've heard about them on podcasts or whatever right. and want to know Well, but you're more. also doing comedy. You're not just doing a lecture about... <laughs> right. I mean, my show is definitely a lot more... I would call it like it's a third like TED Talky. Um, really? And that's only because it evolved because... I would put in a little bit of information and the audience would be like, I liked the information stuff. Right. Um, that's, that's what really and stood then out like, to me. you're a nerd. So. Get out of here. I do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then I was like, what a terrific opportunity. I've been trying to do more informative yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so you're going to accidentally turn into like a lecturer. Um, I think that uh, that will be kind of a facet of what I do is kind of giving funny talks um, yeah, and I'll, so I'll like right now I have a stand-up act that is just pure funny stories. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing really to think about. Mm-hmm. Maybe I make a couple points here and there, but I wouldn't say that it's any. Uh, yeah, it's just jokes and stories. And then I have uh, act that is about uh, psychedelics. That is like a third TED talky, and then I have an act about. Uh, particular psychedelic DMT that is um, more like at least two thirds TED Talky. Okay. Then, um, so yeah, I'll, well, I'll, okay. So I'll that think I'll be. Y- you can stick around, right? Sure. Okay. Because we want to take a little break, but I want to hear because well, I want to hear. Well, go on. Yeah, I mean that's that that leads us really, sure. really sort of organically into like your entire story okay. with like the psychedelics and stuff like yeah, that I'm that we want to time. talk about. Um, but we got to take a quick break. Yeah, I'd love um, to take a quick break. But what's uh, did you? Uh, I bet you, uh, I bet when we take scale? a quick break, my prediction is is that we're going to think of much better ideas than we were trying to like. Well, let's make this podcast as better, and then we're going to oh, take a think, break, and then we're going to think of. Oh, you've mis you've misinterpreted the podcast. We don't. Put hardly any thought into it. Oh no, I can tell. That's apparent. We just. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, but I gotta give Go you your on. score. I gotta give you yeah. your score. Okay. Okay. So, aliens. You were kind of like you did a weird thing, and then ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. You kind of did, did a, a weird, weird thing, thing too. <laughs> I did um, a weird thing. You kept doing weird things. I did a weird thing, everybody. Uh, I, that's my life motto. Uh, Shane, what did you do? I did a weird thing. <laughs> we didn't ask you about JFK. Real quick, one, 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 one word answer. Did Oswald act alone? Yes. Ooh, shit. Okay. Uh, you're like a two. Uh, so that's a pretty skeptic. Yeah, you're like skeptic. more. You're I'm okay. I'm a zero. He's a ten. You're I think a two. I'm gonna bump it up after the break. Well, but you those might. are recent revelations. The reason the reason you're a two is because you're very analytical about all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like Willie is. Uh, I'm pretty analytical. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break, <laughs> Willie. I'm siding. I'm siding with you since I'm on your side. That's so let's weird. Team up on this motherfucker. Oh. Let's get up. All that. Wait, all yeah, I thought I was gonna die well, in this horror movie. All that ever happens is really. it just makes me go like, my perception of myself is so different from. Well, no. From what other would you people's. say he is then? Oh no, no, no! I would agree that he's a two. Okay. All right. We'll be right back uh, with Shane Moss. That's what she right said. Right after this break. Welcome back to Real Life Sci-Fi with Wayne Willie. We're talking to our new friend Shane Moss. Yay! Thanks for being here again. Yeah. Uh, so you alluded to it a little bit um, during the test, which took half the show, which is 
Great. I love tests, like I said. <laughs> that was me testing you guys to see how long I could get you to make the test. So you said like a lot of your uh, 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 like viewpoints have changed in the last few months. And uh, it's because you went on... Uh, you wouldn't call it a self-destructive thing, would you? No. An awakening. An awakening. <laughs> Um, no, I, I basically what happened was, um, it, it had to do with psychedelics. I've been doing psychedelics, uh, for 21 years or so, sometimes going like two years without doing any, Right. sometimes doing, um, you know, several times in a few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, a lot of times probably like doing mushrooms, Five times a year, yeah, maybe to ten times a year on average, something sort like of that. like just above average of like people who do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, you know, I got out of a uh, relationship and wasn't drinking, and kind of didn't have someone um, in my life that was like scared of me doing them yeah. for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. I was in relationships for like 11 years straight, like back to back monogamous, like three or four year long relationships. And then, uh, and then I took like, I was just like, I'm taking a year just to myself and did a little more, more psychedelics than normal. Um, discovered DMT, started smoking that as dimethyltryptamine kind of considered one of the more powerful psychedelics and uh, also called the spirit molecule. Some people know it as that. And then I put together this show. I had years of jokes about psychedelics. So just, yeah, like I, I kind of mentioned that already. And then uh show went well, put together this tour. So then, you know, as I'm putting together the show, I'm doing a little more than usual. I put together the tour. And actually on the tour, I wasn't doing that many. But building up to the tour, I was doing a fair amount of psychedelics. And then, uh, and then... Uh, the tour was really successful. Someone reached out to me. Ended up starting making this documentary about them. Do you know the, the name research. of the documentary? Does is it named yet? Uh, no, it's not named. But yet. you're currently you're that's what you're doing now. Yeah, it's like three quarters of the way done. Okay, I'd say. Um, yeah, that's. I took the summer off to concentrate on that. Um, and the tour ended in June, but. I, we started filming it in like February. It's come together really, really quickly, and got a bunch of the best researchers in the in the world on talking about what's going on in current research. And then we showed me having some experiences and some new experiences, like getting ketamine treatment in a lab. Oh, and, so wait, is that like uh, that's a pretty vulnerable state to like be filmed in, right? I mean, like, were you ever kind of like scared about that, or just a little like, bit. reluctant to? Just because you got to think about like your Midwestern parents, yeah. like watching it, really, really is just like, oh, I'm going to disappoint my family. Like yeah. that's that's really the only consideration. Other than that, um, I've always I've always had an ability to talk through trips and articulate trips really well, mm-hmm. um, and and so having the cameras there, it was like. Oh, finally! Now this is documented. This is like what I normally would like to be doing. Yeah, is documenting my trips, but like my pen doesn't work when I'm tripping sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I don't feel like turning on the voice recorder. I'm too embarrassed to go back and listen to it afterwards or whatever. Right. And uh, and so I started doing more for that, and then um, 
I had uh, this experience. So I'd done DMT probably about a hundred times, and it's a very, very wow. powerful drug. And you go and like seemingly go to different dimensions and talk with these different entities. And you know, I was like pretty hard headed and was like, no, it's in your head, and it's a small diverse inside your head, and it's mm. not. It, you know, even the things that tell me like give me messages from other dimensions or whatever, and I would like really read more about neuroscience and figure out how like this is we have these archetypes inside our heads to uh, kind of put together our ideas of uh, you know like the reason why I'm seeing this woman in in here is because we all have an idea of a perfect woman Mm. and 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 everything's like a little too symmetrical and a little too perfect in there to be real it's more like uh, that seems much more like a computer program in there and very skeptical of it um and then i i uh for the documentary um decided to so i had this stuff syrian rue it's a maoi inhibitor uh, that just meaning basically long story short that that enhances the dmt is so uh, it's like when you do, yeah, yeah. The MAOI breaks down so the DMT. So you do them both at the same time. So if you do them both at the same time, it will elongate it and uh, and enhance enhance it. The MAOI is in your is what breaks down the DMT in your head. Uh-huh. So you stop it from breaking down the DMT that you're smoking um, when you mix it. And and so this stuff you could paint. And I so I thought. You could use this like body paint, like glow in the dark body paint, and it absorb in your skin. And so, I thought, would you know, you know those movies where someone's like uh, uh, gets shot in the beginning, and then they go two years earlier, yeah, and then and then like <laughs> two thirds through the movie, it like builds up to that, up. and then you yeah. see that, and then right. you and then you see what happens. So that's kind of what we were going to do with this initial scene. I was like, oh, I'll paint myself glow in the dark to look like a lunatic and then go to smoke dmt to like introduce the film like almost like jackass stuff but but like really i've been playing around with the idea of how psychedelics are perceived so i the yeah. idea was like make yourself look like a lunatic right and then show that i'm just like a normal person yeah, yeah, yeah. and like break break these things down and have a skeptical take on all of it so that was the idea. So we set up a camera and just kind of like, okay, I'll do this and I'll smoke DMT. I'd done it a hundred times, but I hadn't done it in like nine months because shit was getting a little too real. And I thought I had a premonition one time, and it seemingly came true. And it, like it was just like really weird. DMT started like seeming like it knew exactly where I was going to be. Uh-huh. Like I'd smoke DMT one time, and then it would show me like where I was going to be the next time I was smoking DMT, but I wouldn't know it until the next time. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what it was showing me. God, it was this room. What the fuck? How did it know? Oh, boy. And um, and then, so, the the last time I had smoked DMT, I did as much as I possibly could. It freaked me out. My consciousness, like, exploded out of my head and shot around, like, the universe and was trying to find its way back to my head and it took forever. And, finally, and like, it was like, I was starting... Uh, I was almost going to like have seizures. Um, and so I laid off of DMT. And so, so I was like, well, I'll just do it for the documentary. Uh-huh. And so now I've completely painted my body in this stuff that enhances mm-hmm. DMT. And I go to smoke it for the shot and it's on camera. 
And right away, there's like this being just waiting for me that knew I was going to be in camera. And he's like, good. Now you can tell them. Tell them what this is. And it was like these four different dimensions. And, and, and then I'm like deeply aware that I'm on camera yeah. with like my face painted like a lunatic. <laughs> and now it's like wanting me to like tell people that it's this other dimension. And so, and we got all this footage and it's like, wow. it ended up being like really amazing. <laughs> Let me ask so, you this real quick. How many, uh, you smoked it hundreds of times. How many times did you ever encounter beings before this one? Was it normal? Like, like the first, it took me until about the first 20 times I didn't experience. Any, I mean, there would be like a city that was talking to me, but that was easy to be like, oh, of course there's like this, like a city of of information inside yeah. of your head and it just looks a little bit differently. Like uh, it's just a, it, like I, I put it like this. If you didn't know what, how, about computer programming and you're just used used to using a computer then the this interface this consciousness is like this interface it's nice and easy to click around and navigate and it's very kind of intuitive and a child can figure it out you know right. without knowing what's constructing it yeah but then if if later on in life someone showed you the program and like oh my god i've been jerking off to ones and zeros my whole life right. like it'd blow your mind and and so that to me i was like that's all that's happening right and then around time 20, I saw this being, and then the next day, someone else saw the same being, even though I didn't tell them, yeah. and they... and That's the crazy... I mean, I, I say crazy, it's the wrong word. That's the... Incredible. Most intriguing? That, 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 that's the most intriguing part about it, is that people describe the same, the same beings. And they were like, this thing knows you. Uh, which really creeped me out. Uh, and, uh, and so, there, to there's me, a dan- gi- dancing gypsy purple woman that I've had like this weird relationship with in this DMT space, and we've known each other for like lifetimes. But she's just like, so to me, she's just like this. I, I, I think of it as like Inside Out, the movie Inside Out. I, I, I think that there's multiple consciousnesses, and I think it's just like my feminine side or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like we. You know, we we have to be able to empathize. We have to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes all of the time. And so this is like how I'm kind of intellectualizing this this stuff. And so right. even after I did that on camera, I didn't really think much of it because I'm like, well, DMT is always crazy, and like, who knows? You know that it was that time was the the most clearly like, oh, I'm supposed to tell people about this. It had been like telling me to tell people about it for some time and i was just like well i mean i'll talk about my experiences but i'm not gonna go raving in the street that's how you go (laughs) you must do this and then i uh and then i uh a few uh like a month or so ago um five weeks ago i did ayahuasca which is like DMT is the main active ingredient, but it's a, a slowed down, just much clearer. Smoking DMT is like eight minutes, and it's like five minutes of just real intense, hard to retain stuff. And it floats away like a dream afterwards. Well, it's ayahuasca trip, and I had never had like a successful ayahuasca trip. It had always been a little too mild and disappointing for me in the past. And I like really went for it and did a bunch of it. And, um, and then this thing like, told me, explained to me that I was in a position to communicate um, 
this just because it, I had been building my name up as this psychedelic comedian and mm-hmm. had a science background and you know was already comfortable in front of a crowd and and uh told me that I could tell people about this so I had during the documentary I had found this guy that was working on this uh the study for extended state um DMT trips so his idea is uh, the first DMT human trials, they had an IV, and you give someone a dose of DMT. So his idea is, is you get an anesthesiologist, and 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 you get DMT to like this level where, because there's there's crazy levels of DMT where everything's confusing, and then there's like this clarity level. But you need to get to the crazy level first. But with an IV, you could just slowly work your way up to the clarity level, and then you could have more time if there's an anesthesiologist measuring everything. So you could potentially, rather than like a five to fifteen minute trip, have like hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and some so, people explain five to ten minutes feeling like months, um, lifetimes. Yeah. Really, it can. Um, and yeah, time, time definitely can go away sometimes. And sometimes it feels exactly like the amount of time that it's supposed to, it's unpredictable. And then I, I, uh, I got this message about how I was supposed to present this information, um, and kind of tell people about this study that was coming out and that it would be kind of this sensationalized, um, thing. And it would uh, open the door to kind of creating a conversation about psychedelics, which would uh, allow us to go and communicate with these things in this other dimension that are trying to guide us and uh, and help this timeline because uh, uh, like something happened, like there's like a nuclear war or something like that, and so they're trying to like nudge it. And, oh, this is amazing! And but uh, you believe that they're just. Another part of you, right? Like, you don't believe that they're sort of anything outside of you. But even if it is a part of him, it could be outside of him. I'm, I'm just saying I believe that we we exist on multiple planes and we aren't connecting to those. And that, that my my existence could be also in another dimension or in another universe. But And I, and I could be connected yeah. to that without connecting to it. So I'm always like, look, you know... When I see these entities, usually I'm arguing with them. I'm like, yeah, you think you're like something special, but you're just like inside of me. This is classic egocentrism, mm. and you're you're also uh, you're also uh, susceptible to egocentrism. And everything that is inside of my head is everything that is possible to you. So everything that's inside my head to you seems like everything that there is. But that's not the case. There's another layer to this that you just can't perceive. And like this is the argument that I've been. So you're having talking with these down entities. to them. Yeah, and they like kind of get a kick out of it sometimes. <laughs> and then sometimes they like argue with me and like, uh, and and then like sometimes they'll like show me shit that like is just seemingly impossible to describe or uh, to explain. And um, but this one on ayahuasca. Uh, it was. This is the guy with the anesthesia. You did the. Did you no, do the, no, no. Oh, okay. That was just no, a theory. I, I just had him. Yeah, and I had this guy on my uh, on my documentary. Okay. So I was like, well, that's a crazy idea. I'll get this guy on to talk about DMT. Right. And then, um, and so I was on ayahuasca, and and this is already like I'm already having the most uh intense but wonderful um experience and i'm getting all of these like uh 
interesting messages about what I'm supposed to do and and how I'm supposed to communicate these ideas and about how uh, how uh, time and space work differently than we're usually able to perceive them and um, and it's showing me some formulas and stuff and and uh, that I've since tried to document and write down um, but uh, it goes you could be like the next Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting you could like solve some math I think that what it wants to have happen like let's just say that this is all real which yeah. I'm skeptical of but let's just say that it's all real real I think, okay define real like there's a thing outside like in a different dimension this is like outside of my head that you're connecting to that I'm connecting okay. to okay because uh, to, to, to further just uh, talked about that a little bit what I think is that like you know I I believe that there's clear proof that there are aliens here, mm. but they aren't they aren't interacting with us and they aren't doing any doing anything about it and they're not hurting us, so it's like I think they're and, trying and, to learn how to communicate. Yeah, to and, us. and 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 a lot of you know alien abduction stories have telepathic elements to it. So it's like if you were a race and you could and you could just telepathically spy on a whole civilization and you realize that everyone's different how similar are they and like what how come they're killing how come they're blowing each other up and then you got this one little nerd over here and it's just like there could be a communication a passive communication happening from them without our knowledge Mm -hmm. and so then that's how i always treat uh ayahuasca and 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 dmt stories is it like i i i mean like what if Listen, this is a natural thing. DMT occurs naturally within mammals and, and mm-hmm. when we dream and stuff. And, and, and what if there was a communication trying to happen? And this is all from Terrence McKenna watching him too much. What if there was a communication trying to happen from the earth if the earth was alive? And it was trying to communicate with us. Well, you ate this plant. Oh, you smoked this plant. It would be through greenery, and then that would open up the channel of communication. But we have no concept of what the communication is or, or that that's even possible. So to us, it's such an abstract idea that we can't even partake in it. And, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that anything that I'm saying is what's happening, but I, I, I believe that there is something communicating with you. And yeah. anybody who gets there, and I don't know if it's aliens or the earth or life itself or just yourself and that our brains are really so, so complex that we could create a communication within ourselves that is believable. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so if I'm just if I'm just being completely honest about like what it's telling me to do, it's it's basically it's basically just saying like it's not like I'm the chosen one or something like that. It's just it's like it found an opportunity. This guy that just is adventurous and does drugs, and then I happen to have access to like microphones and to tell this story. And what it really wants is for like physicists and mathematicians to do this so that it can interpret what it's trying to say. Like I'm pretty good at math, but I'm I'm not a mathematician and I'm not a physicist and that's who like really needs to. And so be it's like you're this. the tr- you're the pers- the translator saying like hey, I need someone that can actually speak this language so that you two could come together. Yeah, it was like a desperate attempt for like I I mean, I'm sure they're reaching out to a lot of different people that can communicate and I just happen to be in a unique position to like, oh, we can use this guy. He can he's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, let, let's say let's say it was let's say it was the the mate like 
uh, make it crazy and say it was like like let, let's say that the the internet figured out how to like communicate with us or or something like that then it would go on and see that here's some guy that just got done doing a 111 city psychedelic uh comedy tour so he's already known for doing this and as going all around the not just like doing it on podcast but going to small towns and spreading this spreading this message and like Johnny Mushroom Spore uh right. planting these little seeds everywhere. Um well let's say that I am a world renowned physicist. Yeah. And you are going to try to convince me to do what's it called? DMT. DMT. Ayahuasca, yeah. either one. Same. How, how would that go? I think that I'm already doing it. Um, your your, your I, story is a communication that if somebody is you, so and you're here's just, the story. You're yeah. just putting it out there. Yes, with some the kind of that, methods that it was showing me. <laughs> it was showing me like good ways of delivering wait, the message. Hang on. I love that. Are you only on our podcast because you tripped once and it said like, do as many podcasts as you can. <laughs> Get no, the word. I, they talk like ghosts, right? Get the word out. No, my who knows my, who listens to that shitty podcast. No, <laughs> uh, no, they don't talk like that. They talk more like. Oh like my god! Crazy. Uh, I'm never going to do information. DMT. That's <laughs> fucking horrifying. <laughs> Coming. Shut up. Ayahuasca. It's more like. Well, well, that's a little better, but still <laughs> yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, but no, I mean, I already had visions of where I would be talking about this. So uh, you don't this need. Is, you this don't. Is, if anything, you don't practice. need to pitch me a world-renowned uh, physicist. <laughs> right. Uh, You'll come to it when because you, hear about you just it. well. It's so going, you are a little bit of a hippie. Well, but then. but but the difference is this: no. though. you can't convince anybody to do anything. So they'll convince themselves by finding this. Do you want to be a better physicist? I can help. I'm already world renowned. Would you like to be? If you're a physicist, you have problems that you haven't solved. Ugh, I can give you a so method yeah. of solving them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> by doing drugs by doing illegal drugs there's a couple physicists out there that are like I'll take the chance the difference is this 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 is the weirdest thing about the psychedelic drugs is as soon as you know every why do we have illegal drugs in our in our in our country oh because of money uh uh that yeah yeah sure sure but I'm like why why should anything be illegal? Some people would it's argue crazy. some people would argue that it's it illegal because it hurts you. And I'm like look at all the things that are illegal that hurt no, us because the pharmaceutical companies lobbied to make them illegal because yeah. they have a they have a different version that. It's not a hallucinogen or anything, but, but, but I believe they that part sell of that, you that. I agree with every reason you can come up with, but on top of that, um, um, here's something that that makes you expand your mind. And I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, they're trying to keep you dumb, but like it, within the confines of following the rules. Okay, it, it, it's like it, 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 it when you treat yourself but, as well, not a part of. Why don't I this break country, it down like really practically for you? Uh, and, but do it. But also of, do it funny. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, 
That was funny. You making fun of how not funny I was being? <laughs> no, um, I wasn't. No. Uh, so, so uh, I'm never mean to guests. No, that's fine. I was. I. I uh, <laughs> let me. It, so, let me just. It's been resolving me of my ego. So let me I'm just fine. say this. Um. Wait. Yeah. Because sure. this this might conceptualize it in a in a weird way. Okay. I've never done it because I'm afraid. I've never done any hallucinogens. I've never done. I'm not telling anyone to. By the way. I'm well, not, I'm not. I'm not like. Oh. I'm. I'm for NASA. I'm not for everyone getting in a ship and like go, like. Sure. I'm, I'm not like. Come on, get in. It'll make you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. world differently. No, that's like, a I don't, that's a fine disclaimer. A but yeah. my question is like, I've never done it, and one of the mm. major reasons is because I like to sort of like have my my faculties about me. Mm. Like I don't, I don't want to, like you on camera. Did you ever look at that footage when you painted yourself up? Did you ever look at that footage and then go like, "Oh fuck"? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm afraid but, I mean, of. I'm I was af- kind of doing it that for a joke. No, it just, I know, like, but got, I, shit got real. But if you weren't, I'm afraid of like the that, stuff that I wouldn't be in control of because yeah. because I'm like. Taking this drug, I think that's a legitimate concern, and I think that's the importance of researching this stuff and and learning about it more. But well, what I was hoping was that you could tell me like why I shouldn't be afraid of that. Mm, I'm not going to. I mean, I think that uh, it's you know it's a very different kind of experience. Some people aren't quote unquote ready for it. It's not necessarily. It's not something that you do like, wee, this is going to be fun. It's not a, right. it's not a party drug. Definitely shit can That's be real. That's the difference. It's like you, you shouldn't ever go into uh, it being like, I, I can't wait to see what kind of fun we're going to have. It is a mind-expanding experience. And if you're not ready to talk to yourself. And if you're looking for, like, basically when I do the heaviest amounts of psychedelics is... Like I'm, I've just finished a tour or a show or whatever. I'm done with it. I need to write a new act. I have a bunch of different uh, ideas, and uh, I could go like ten different directions, and I'm not sure which ones are worth dedicating my time to. I can eat mushrooms and then have a clearer sense of Shut up. what direction. Nice. I for real? Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. Um, but uh, how do you not, explain I don't think that? That would work for everybody. Well, I think that it's. Uh, the way that I've always explained it is I think it's just opening up the pathway to your inner world a, a little bit more. It's just like we can all close our eyes and imagine things like uh, like I, I, can, I can see myself after this going and driving to my friend's house and maybe going and playing video games or whatever. I can like kind of see myself doing yeah. that you know sort of this is this is like a much clearer okay. like you can really see it so and, if i'm writing a script yeah. and i'm like god i don't know i should have outlined this more i don't know what the third act is i could just like take uh, what mushrooms and then like it would be apparent to me like how to end my script well that's in the best of conditions, yes. So there has been studies. So you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to be prescriptive or to make any promises. What I can tell you is the research and the research before these things were made illegal was they once took uh, people from all the top, uh, like all these top fields, like research and development, all these engineers, these people with really, really intellectually demanding jobs, and they said, "Bring in your hardest problem that you've been racking your head over for a few months." 
bring it into this study. They didn't tell him what the study was. They gave, I think it was 48 people uh, LSD. And then they just like played music or whatever for like four hours. Just like didn't, they weren't really allowed to even like work on the problem. Just like, just play around and listen to music for four hours. And then they're like, okay, now you can work on the problem. And out of those 48 people, something like 44 of those people solved the thing by, by proof of like, I mean, like a patent came out of that. Like they did that study and then patented something like immediately afterwards. And, and I think that this is a tool to it. So when I say physicists and mathematicians, that's really making things like sound very grandiose. And when it's like goodwill hunting, like, we really liked these hero stories and I like playing around with them because that's what people respond to. But I think that genius is everywhere. I think that, uh, I think that, um, like look at mechanics have to think of genius novel uh, solutions to putting things together. You've never been to the panhandle of Florida then. Right. But even, even <laughs> like, even those guys think of like new ways of like lighting bottle rockets mm. out of their ass and like, wow, I would have <laughs> never thought to. And so you do right. mushrooms and you'll get even better at shooting bottle right, rockets right, out right. of your ass if that's what you're into. I'm not saying like everything that you're, but, but, uh, like if, if you're like, look, I don't like sports. Sorry guys. You like sports. I don't but care. If you, if you we were, don't play sports. I bet if you were a sports commentator and not everybody, but I bet if you did mushrooms, it would make you look at sports a little bit differently and you'd have a new way of articulating it that you hadn't noticed before. Okay. Well, you've signed me up. I'm 100% <laughs> convinced that I should do it. Okay. But now, and that is you gotta why tell me, I was picked. You got to go. Because now you got to tell me the other side of your story. Yeah. So, so these are not without their risks. Um, so, what happened during the ayahuasca trip was. So it really helps to be accepting during these experiences because sometimes they, a lot of it can be really troubling. A lot of it is it goes through, like I've had to go through every horrible thing I've ever done. Like anytime I've ever bullied someone, anytime I've ever oh, like can you, misjudged people. Not to cut you off, but can you tell us your best bully story where you bullied someone? I mean, I remember like... Like one of the hardest ones is like you know, I'm from a small town in the Midwest. Uh-huh. And is this going to be depressing? I thought it would be fun when I asked it. But yeah. now, but now I I'm... just remember like this gay kid that like really got it the worst from everybody, uh-huh. and like no one understood, and it was dumb Midwestern bullshit. And okay. we all made fun of him for being gay, and he was like had to be in the closet and everything forever. But everyone knew, and it's just like ah, it's one of those things that like eats at me now that I'm a respectable human okay. being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like that's the sort of thing that when you're tripping it's gonna take like you might you might be like yeah fuck that guy still uh of that mentality and then you eat mushrooms and you'll like put yourself in that person's shoes and realize what you like imagine uh what if you already regret it then would you still like have to you might you might think of ways of uh of of helping spread the message uh, to um, you, you might you might decide that like oh the next time someone bullies someone I'm going to step up and say something about it you might say I'm going to donate to to some HBLGQZY yeah, yeah, yeah. community you might you might 
you might forgive yourself. You might be to a point where you, there's nothing left to do but forgive yourself, and this is just a thing, this open loop in your head that's been just plaguing you. I mean, and, do you remember Flatliners? Uh, no. You don't remember Flatliners? Oh, it was good. With Kevin <laughs> Kevin Bacon, uh, uh, who's the 24 guy? Kiefer Sutherland, yeah, no. Ju- Julia Roberts. You don't remember Flat? No. Really? Sorry. Oh, wow. Well, I they're remaking it. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to watch Reboot. But you should just watch the real one. It's, it's, I, I, I wish, now I'm, now I'm completely fucking detracted from what you were saying. That's but, okay. But basically, it's like they flatline, they're medical students, they kill themselves. Right. And then they see, like, I saw the preview. Well, no, I'm talking about the real one. Okay. In the in the nineties. <laughs> I got the premise. The good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But they basically come and, and haunt them and whatever. And it sounds a lot like what you're talking about. Like they realize that they have to like atone for these like past sort of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, um there's like a lot of a lot of uh talk like talking about ego debts. There there's certainly a lot of similarities between a near-death experience and a uh, high really and uh, an intense tripping experience yeah. and and it can be it can be physically emotionally painful it can be a little scary it can be a lot of things i mean it's uh it's it can be unpredictable um, so so wait let's go back everybody. to let's go back to your personal story so sure. like you see every every like regret every time you bullied anyone like all that stuff that's happened in the past yeah well, let me jump into this real quick, uh, and I, I'm sorry if I'm steering off, but like some people say that um, DMT is producing your brain when you dream, and then when you're about to die, yeah. at, to, to transition you into another state. And so, and so, some people would say that like everything you're experiencing is not real, and it's preparing you for something that you're not, that's not actually going to happen to you because you're not dying, and that we shouldn't be taking this drug because this is preserved for when you die. I don't know. Sure. I, I don't agree with, I'm just like bringing and, up. Uh, I think, I think that people, I, I hope that people are skeptical of, uh, of everything. And I hope they're skeptical of what I'm saying. And especially like if people are hearing this, if they can understand where I'm wrong, I don't know everything. So if people can understand what my biases are a little bit better, maybe they'll get a clearer picture of the truth that I'm trying to articulate, but right. I'm falling short of. And, and well, the thing, don't I mean, like you communicate so well that I love listening to you. Go on. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, that's why I have been chosen. But so let me stop what you're saying right. to tell you to continue saying. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I once overdosed on pain pills and had a DMT trip, but I didn't realize it at the time. I was like, I, I had an injury and I was on pills. And oh, I you were it. like almost dead, like a natural uh, my, DMT trip because you overdosed on pain pills. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and then I was like, wait a second, I didn't smoke DMT. What's going on here? And I was like, oh, I'm dying. And then I was able to snap myself out of it wow. and come back. Like I came Jesus, back like dude. punching the air. And that's why I think that I think that it it is released uh, when you die. And I think it does open up some portal to something. But um, 
It might just be in your head, but well, but, but maybe, also there—that's just a theory, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah. that's like one dude's idea yeah. that like really took off. But it's, maybe it's flatliners had it right though, and you're just flatlining without stopping your heart. The like shame, every time you do DMT, you're essentially flatlining because the, you're like unlocking like this thing. The shame of all of this is that there isn't going to be any money put into this research, and yet. People who have experienced these things have more profound ideas of what existence is, and and why are we not why are we not as a collective group trying to f- explore existence? We, we, you know, instead of I mean, it, it, yeah, and I mean, I think there's practical solutions like uh, like an easy one is so so people people voted for uh, for Donald Trump based on based on these. Fears like the people spoke. They said they were scared of these uh, of Mexicans, Muslims, and uh, and the inner city. Well, imagine there is just like a little bit of truth in there, but it's just far more nuanced. What is actually the problem? Like when when they're talking about bad hombres, well, there are the cartel is a real issue. Mm. Terrorist cells are a real issue. Gangs in the inner city are a real issue, and and what is fueling all of those gangs is drug money. Now, what happens when you get rid of prohibition? They lose all of their funding. I mean, and, and I didn't know you were going to no go longer. there. I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to politicize what you were saying. But you're exactly right. Like, and that's just, lose the war on drugs, and like none of that shit. And it hasn't worked, and it's and it's wreaking havoc everywhere. And it's not. And I'm not like everyone go off and do drugs. I think drugs are pretty dangerous. I think they're ruining. Uh, I mean. I think that all the fucking pills out there and everything but, are destroying. Uh, the the us. other side thing is that I wanted to say this is that there, there there's a big craze right now to do ayahuasca, and I'm not saying it's like sweeping the nation, but I'm saying there it are people that are aware bit. of it that are and they're going to travel to these places. And there's a there's these other MOAIs, whatever. Well, there, yeah. there, there's some things that people shouldn't be mixing with, and also something that shouldn't happen is there's certain like Prozac, there's certain prescription right. drugs. That do not work with with DMT, and no, people aren't talking. And about there's that. a lot of charlatans out there. That's why I like encourage everyone to be. Uh, I, I mean, I think that I think that if people are going to make claims like the ones that I'm making, I think that we should develop better uh, truth detecting. Like truth detectors don't really work. Uh, they're they're pretty easy to like be trained to. But wait, but what what do you mean? Like literal. True, like lie, detector? lie, lie detectors, not truth detectors. Lie detectors um, are. Well, how do they enter into this? I, I like. There's all these shady shamans out there oh. that are that are potentially manipulating people. Okay. And, like there's there's stories of like uh, possible sexual abuse happening yeah. in other well, countries yeah. and like some real shady shit. Right. And and there's people out there that like. <laughs> I'd be very skeptical of anyone that says like, "Look, I'm here to save the world." Yeah, and, yeah. Like, really get to know what their intentions are. I mean, be are. skeptical of everybody, I right? I mean, very yeah. much encourage that. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and that's uh, why that's why it's all fucked up. Because if you're gonna do DMT, like it doesn't work unless you actually have the inhibitor. You you like if you're gonna make the T, you've got to have the the. There's a weird concoction that needs to happen that's very specific, and and you could mess it up and fuck someone up 
I'm not saying. I, I mean, I don't know to what extent. I mean, but, I guess like well, but it's also. I mean, it's it's also like put simpler. Even even when you don't have con men involved, you also have you can't trust eyewitness eyewitness testimony is worth of shit. And now take eyewitness testimony where someone's using their eyes, which they're used to using for a long time, and now put them in this intense very temporary trip and ask them to like pull a bunch of details out of it is like asking someone to like like sending someone over Niagara Falls and asking them to like remember every detail while but they're I would tumbling say, around. Yeah, but I would say like you're not you're not I well and maybe we've moved on, but like you're not really asking anyone to do that. Like it, no. like when when you do like you're you're telling people like, hey, do or 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 do not not to be Yoda, but like <laughs> either try DMT or don't or do mushrooms or don't but like really all it's telling you is something about yourself it's not like it's not trying to like tell you about the the weird thing is when the beings say we're trying to get other people about the universe and and also the universe based on your head right based on what's going on in your head because if you want to communicate to someone, you need to speak in their language. So if you want to convince me, you need to use use like so. So if you're a painter, it might give you um, these things to paint if it know if it knows that you can do it. Like, if, but at the same time, if you're a painter and it's getting into your head, like, and it's just like creative steroids, then you're going to paint things. So it's. Could go one way or another, and a much more reasonable explanation is that all of this is in your head. It's a much more reasonable explanation. Well, I haven't finished you were the saying? story. I mean, but... you don't believe that woman that you saw existed outside. Of, you said that that was like the feminine side of you until recently. I just started this story. Uh, let's. We got to yeah, get more into go, that, man. Yeah. Like what? How much? Uh, well, why don't I give you a condensed version of what happened? You can take as long as you want. It's it's basically up to you. you Brendan, you don't have anything to do, right? Um, <laughs> he, he said begrudgingly. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to so, get to, like, the fucking... We've buried the lead for far too long. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I... So, I got out of a psych ward recently, and this is what put me in there. Um... Uh, and this is one of those things like never thought it happened to me. And but uh, what happened was things got a little too real. So during that ayahuasca trip, um, it uh, basically said that I was to be this communicator for this. And I would have normally had if that's all that would have happened, I would have been like, "Well, ayahuasca sure is crazy." Brought up my inner world and like it, it helped me write better or whatever else. But it said, so you want to be really accepting, just in general, like you can't resist your inner world, but also psychedelics are really, if you try to resist and you try to be like, oh, I don't want it to be this crazy or whatever, it just gets crazier. Yeah. So I was trying to be really accepting. So it was like, do you want to be the communicator? And I was just trying to be accepting. I wasn't trying to be like the fucking chosen one or something. And I go, Yes. Uh, sure. And then, uh, I felt like it felt like a lightning bolt or something in the, or like that in my head in the house that I was in just goes, Ka-toosh! like it almost fell down this mountain. And, uh, and I thought it was in my head 
And then, and there's like eight people there. And after the ayahuasca trip, I was like, did anyone else hear the house just like almost fall down? And the people that were on my half of the room, they're like, yeah, like right by where you were, there's this enormous, like, what was that? It sounded like a, a lightning struck the house or something like that. And, uh, and the people that were the furthest away from me didn't hear it. Um, and then we went down and looked in the garage and in the foundation, um, uh, there was this enormous crack, uh, that happened in the foundation right under where my head was. Mm -hmm. And that was still like, well, coincidences happen. Sometimes foundations and houses just crack when there's been rain recently. Yeah. I mean, you know, real quick, like sometimes you interpret your, your, your alarm as part of your dream, you know, and then you wake up and you go like, Oh, it's just my alarm. So like maybe the foundation cracked and and then you interpreted it into. Yeah. And then my consciousness caught up with the story and it just happened to be a, part of this narrative when it was like explaining to me what i needed to do right um which was unusual for me for a trip well because time doesn't exist in that realm so it could have like made up for it you know what i mean like yeah i i don't i still don't have much of an explanation for it other than um i got a lot of messages about how the uh how time passes and did you have to pay the deposit on that house after afterwards? Um, no they were all like uh wow ayahuasca's <laughs> the real shit <laughs> uh, they were, and uh, they're outside they're following you still yeah so that's what kind of started happening okay. was um so and then there was no reception where this house was and when i got down off of this so so much of the story was about how I can use this extended state DMT. I can talk about like this crazy idea that this guy has, and uh, and uh, like at the time it was just going to be in the closing credits of the documentary, like a little like what is the future of drugs or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe it will be extended state oh, one day. Wait a minute, that crack happened on camera? No. Oh, okay, go on. Uh, no, I I didn't have the camera crew there. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> but I can take them back and see the crack. It doesn't amateur. matter anyway. I know, um, and uh, so, so um, anyway. But put me on fucking camera in an extended state DMT thing, and then watch the shit that I that they draw for me. Um, it's it's pretty easy to test. I suck as an artist, and then I can take uh, this and make. Uh, weird codes that, like what, that like, I don't really understand. What 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 kind of artist? What do you mean? Like I'd never draw. I've never. I I basically haven't drawn since I was a little kid. And yeah. afterwards, I started drawing like odd physics things and formulas and like figuring out black holes and like how, like you said, maybe ever like I said earlier, maybe we're in a black hole right now somehow. Um, I kind of was figuring out how. How look our our inner worlds? Um, well, hang on. Yeah. So you do a science podcast. You were you were writing like math stuff, math and some formulas. Did you uh, get them looked at by anyone? Uh, I've been talking. Actually, if people want to hear the three podcasts that I did right after ayahuasca, um, they were were they just like this is gibberish? 
This is like when At you first were a kid were like, and you thought sounds you a little could write crazy. in cursive, but you were just You can doing judge squiggles. for yourself. I tried to share some of the ideas in like a way that was like slipping the information. I didn't talk about. So there's one called um, The Illusion of Explanatory Depth. That was the first one that I did. And then there's one called Mental Health for some reason, but I don't know why it was called that. Um, uh, that was the second one. And then I did a third one. It was like three days in a row. Uh, wait, 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 what was the second one called? Um, mental health. Okay, go on. And then, Believe it or not. And then language and information systems was the third one, um, which was uh, a physicist who studies information systems, which, which and this is, uh, was the- interesting because I a friend just told me to reach out to him, and I wasn't like – and I happened to get all of this stuff in the trip about how information systems work. And so you can hear me talk about it on there. It's called who, who We Are? Here We Are. Here we are. <laughs> I was are. so much closer right. than I thought I would be. Here we are, podcast.com. And look, I don't know fuck all about physics. That's that the weird thing. When I was explaining my ideas, he was like, oh, that's like this book that just came out in these fields that you don't study in any way. And this is like the cutting edge of like this new fucking pop culture stuff is just some of the ideas that I was comfortable sharing. And, and, but also, look, your inner worlds are doing far more complicated math just right now to move an arm around. But than my your conscious my world. inner world could do some math. I can't even. I can't multiply. What, what my inner? If I did a trip and I wrote some shit down, it would mm-hmm. be like fucking nonsense. It would. It wouldn't. It but, wouldn't. But even life happen. accidentally does math, finds a way. You know? Does it find like, a way? <laughs> like picture. Uh, you know, com- ch- con- complex geometrical shapes being formed of, you know, yeah, so the snail shell or whatever. It's just like like life naturally. Math is just a metaphor and a model anyway that we've constructed. Well, Math no, but we've construct. constructed it, but it's defined. Like it's yeah. not something that's innate to us. We've assigned certain characters right. to it, you know? And it's flawed and it's improving. And, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know that three plus three equals six until somebody told me that, and I don't know that my mind would know that innately. Well, we are these probability machines that are doing uh, some pretty intense probable probability calculations, so you can know, like, with some certainty that you can put one foot in front of the other without falling, and and like. Um, you're this weird uh, red pointy thing you can suck on to get milk, and and you put together kind of these patterns. Is that an e-cig? They have milk e-cigs. That, that, that's a that's a nipple as a baby. Oh, you're able to, and, oh. and it doesn't it doesn't take. Yeah, a but whole a lot, lot of babies don't complexity. take that, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of babies. Well, today. It's hard. Oh. It's hard to. What are they getting? Gerber sugar. Today. But wait, okay, yeah. we we got to cut to the chase. So sure. you you wound up in a mental institution, or what do well, what do they call it? Not that. That's skipping ahead a little bit. So so what happened was, um, the I get down off of this mountain and I check, and the first text that I get is the guy with the extended state um, DMT study that he's putting together, and he's saying that he's filming. Um, they're making the announcement that they're going to start putting together this trial, and he wants to announce me as the first volunteer to do this extended state thing. And I'm like, well, that's weird, because I just had this crazy ayahuasca trip where I saw like this happening, basically. Uh-huh. And then everything started being like deja vu for like two weeks straight, and I could only sleep for like two hours at a time. And I was putting, I was putting together 
weird math and physics that I didn't quite understand, but sort of do. And, um, and I started, um, figuring out like things, it was like, uh, things were being sent from the future to like communicate with me. And then I started thinking that, uh, when, so the first week was great ideas. The second week of still not sleeping, things I started like scaring people and like things started falling apart and I was like exhausting people and I was getting paranoid and then I was thinking like the DEA uh or the cartel was after me or something like that and I couldn't like people after a while people start like giving you funny looks and it's pretty normal to give someone funny looks when they're telling a story like this but when you haven't slept for a long time and you're very manic I'm bipolar um uh, oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, and, uh, and so I wasn't sleeping for a very long time. And, uh, and people start kind of like figuring out, you know, like, what should we do about this? And then, and then you start getting paranoid, like, oh, they're going to log me away. I better shut my mouth. I better not tell yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then you're like, no, just hear me out. I can explain if you'll just let me. Yeah. And when someone would give me enough time to explain, I could explain like these elements of ideas, but it would take me like to explain like one drawing clearly to someone would take me like a day to do. And then they're like, Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. (laughs) And then, and then, and then I would, but I was exhausting everybody. Like I was staying at a friend's house for a while and he would go to bed at like 1030. I like exhausted of listening to me. I'd stay up till like three and then I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up at like 4.30 and when he woke up at like six in the morning, I'd be like, I'm glad you're up. Well, and so were you, were you, were you perceptive of like his reaction to you? Like, yeah, I was like, I have studied these things. I know that this is all of the symptoms of someone losing their mind, but this was not out of nowhere. This was like, but you th- know, this happened can, gradually, you... and like now I need to like. I, that's I, see, that's I, like, the scariest. I, that's the scariest part about it is like you knew what was happening, but and it was, was also still like sort of. And going if you just on. I don't care if this is happening. Yourself, yeah. I have uh, like. I have to save the world because what if the world blows up? Like, I don't care if I'm crazy. Like, I, if I don't finish these calculations, the fucking world might blow right. up. Like, whatever. Right. And so I just wasn't sleeping or anything. And then, um, my, uh, and then just like I was able to get myself out of the DMT trip when I, uh, when I, like, uh, when I OD'd. I started feeling oh, so like that something was, was during this. No, 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 no. That, oh, that oh, was, you're that referencing was a long time it. Ago. I'm referencing okay, it. Got it. Got it. it. It was like the reverse was happening. So when I'd go to sleep, it was like something would try to come through this portal when I'd go to sleep, and and sometimes I would wake up. I would like, I would be like, uh, like defibrillated. It would look like my like my girlfriend would be next to me. I was scaring the fuck out of her because if I, I I would like wake up like jolting out of bed and I'd be like standing like a uh like a fucking alien or like a fucking crackhead or something you, like that. I'd like ah, ah and I'd have to like shake this fucking thing out of my head. And 
my girlfriend know, started really getting freaked out, so she took me to the hospital. Uh-huh. And then I, I was like, I just need sleep. Can I just get a hospital bed? I just need sleep. That's all. And I was explaining. I was like, I've just been doing this fucking math. I used to... And, and I'm like explain, and so now I'm like explaining to like a nurse staff, and I'm like I'm able to convince them that I'm sane and I just need sleep, and so I get sleep, and then they want me, and then they give me sleeping pills to go home with, and I'm kind of like refusing to take these pills because now I'm getting paranoid again, yeah, and uh, and now it's happening again. So then I go to the hospital again, and uh, and this time they have to like hold me for a few hours to monitor me to make sure that I'm okay because like now like shit's starting to get like real I'm like getting really really paranoid because right. because now I'm like I was afraid I was going to be put in a psych ward and now it's really happening but, like but, I saw this and so, even though it was logical so that's where the paranoia comes from just like you you knowing like sort of like if, where you're coming from I and how people people are, people are going to think this is crazy and then they do think it's a little crazy, but not. It, it's, it wasn't even like they thought the ideas were crazy. A lot of people thought the ideas were pretty good, but except for the paranoia. Yeah. The right. paranoia of like, now people are following but me. But the and paranoia that. was a chicken or the egg. It was like, they're going to think I'm paranoid because I'm acting paranoid, but if I don't act paranoid, then they won't, but I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like really hard to. So so the second time, I was able to talk myself out of uh, out of uh, treat, and then like my family came out to check on me, and then I was supposed to be on this outpatient, but I was kind of refusing to take these pills again, uh-huh. and then uh, and I was kind of uh, you know trying to explain this stuff to my Midwestern family who was like. <laughs> Like, you we know, just want, my we just want the Green Bay Packers to, to math as <laughs> a oh, class. Oh, I, don't, I don't know about all that. Like, I'm sitting here on this reality. Oh, and boy. I oh, boy, our son. <laughs> so, oh, wait, he's but, gone off the deep end. But and, I kind of, and so then they but I kind of missed it. In. Like, were you just not taking the pills that the hospital was giving you because of the paranoia? Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I'm like skeptical of prescriptions. Um, which is silly because I do all sorts of psychedelics right. and whatnot. But yeah. no, but I, I agree though. Like it's, well, it's I a agree man-made... too. But you also don't know where these psychedelics are coming right. from. Either. Absolutely. I, I mean, this is one of the worst things about prohibition is psychedelics on the street, especially something like MDMA, which has the potential to be this miracle drug for people with PTSD in a, in a therapeutical setting. Instead, on the street. A lot of times it's fucking bath salts, and right. like you don't yeah. know how much to take, yeah. and then and you don't know what the fuck Dude, you're I doing. Buy, I wouldn't buy weed from a guy in the corner because I, I don't know what the fuck is exactly. In there. Yeah. And this is I again, this is like trying one to sell of weed the to me many once. dangers of prohibition. Prohibition is 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 responsible for all. Yeah, in the war on drugs, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, and uh, and so eventually the third time, like I kind of to appease my parents, I was like. Okay, I'll I'll like I'll I'll let you make decisions for me as long as you'll keep talking to me and let me and then uh-huh. like when I did that they institutionalized right me. and uh and then and I was like and then I was like in this fucking prison and then um and then I was really fucking par because now not only did was I paranoid that this was going to happen it happened and now 
I was paranoid about people watching me, and now there's literally cameras watching me, uh-huh. and there's literally people with ca- uh, clipboards like watching my every move, and uh, and I kind of like really did fall apart, and then I was on medication, and uh, yeah, you can't be in there and not be on medication. They like won't let you not do because like, then that's ca- like a note, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like then you're not gonna get out of there, like, and they don't. But what are they? What are they even giving you? And like, how do they know what? To That's give what you? I'm like. I don't know what the fuck is yeah. happening. So you like, just took you have a, in, in, a consultation with somebody to try to determine what you should be on? Did you have like a big conversation with the doctor there? Uh, no. The first See, time yeah, I was there, fuck. they they just it, like yeah, it, the whole thing was like fuck. They they were just like basically they just like put me to sleep. They just read and, the doctor's notes and then like, well, put them to sleep and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I'd wake up and I and I was like, but the thing is, is like, then I'm like perceiving, co- so then my my consciousness is now putting together things like different colors mean different things. So like you can talk to someone that's wearing purple but not someone that's wearing red, and like in in my head, like I'm on no sleep and I'm in this psych ward that really is driving me to fucking madness. Holy shit! And uh, and and like and the people in there are like crazier than i am and i'm crazy at this point definitely Uh and they're like and they're scared too and so then like people like you know like when when some a dude's scared they like puff up their chest so like you walk in and right away there's like people threatening you and shit and then and like and and uh I'll tell you, this is what I learned from Al. I'll end with this: is if you're ever in a psych ward, this is what I figured out to do after a few days. First thing, um, because I like, I was freaking out. I couldn't tell. Like, I was questioning. I was second guessing every decision that I made, and like, oh, do I go right or left? Or like, oh, who's watching me? And so I just started cleaning up after myself because I was like. Well, if they see me cleaning up after myself, they'll know that I'm, like, starting to take better care of myself. Like, if I shower, if I have, like, good hygiene and I'm cleaning up after myself, then then that – because when you're crazy, like, I, I know, like, some of the criteria is you don't want to shower, you know, like, uh-huh. your, hair, your hair starts looking crazy, yeah. you know, you yell about <laughs> not wanting to take medication. So I'm, like, I'm watching the people that are, like, the craziest seeming, and then I'm watching their behavior, and then I'm, like, I'll just do the opposite of that. And, like, you know, they're throwing trash around and stuff, so I'm, like, I'll just pick up my trash. And then if I saw someone else – I was like, I'll just pick up after them. Right. And then if I see a mess, I'll just start picking it up. And then rather than questioning, like, when am I going to get out of here? And like that, I was like, I'll just ask if I can help. When they're, when they're handing out food, I'm like, can I help you hand out food? You need any help with that? Here, I'll mm-hmm. open this door for you. And then if you were someone like was a freaking PA. out. You were the equivalent of a production assistant. Yeah, yeah. And then Just like so, whatever needed to be done, you were there. And so if there was like a crazy lady yelling in there and go, okay, I'd just like sit down and start talking to her. And I was like, can I help you? Like, what's it? And then I was kind of like a little bit psychotic at the time. And so like 
like I was resonating, like like I understood like what they were saying yeah. in a way that like no one else was understanding of like these we- like there's the- other people like doing weird fucking math in there and stuff too, right, and I'm like sure. oh, I kind of get that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and so I just started trying to be as helpful as I could. So what you're and saying is I you that, conned your way out. Yeah, and I'm we are sitting. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you can pretend like you belong to something close to the military, you know, like oh, I got up and I brushed my teeth, and then so it, I mean, so I went from I went from bipolar two, which is like um, oscillating, manic, like uh, having kind of grandiose ideas about like uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be super famous or something like yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and then to like suicidal, suicidal for a right. few weeks. Mm-hmm. To grandiose one, which is like I can change the laws of physics with my mind, and then uh, and then the the depression part was like, well, there's not even a point in killing myself anymore because I've already fucked around with the laws of space time, and now if I kill myself, I'll just end up in a more miserable timeline, and I'll have to like reorient myself anyway. Is I've already the, put time is, into this miserable timeline. I the, might as well see it out. Is one the one you want to be in? One, one is the most extreme. Oh, one, so you one don't want to like be the, in that. Yeah, and so and that and then you're not sleeping or anything, and and so so like now I know if I'm not sleeping, there's something wrong. Um, well, let me if, ask you this: Did If, if you I ever... have like wild eyes, there's uh-huh. something like if I can. But can you even? But can you even like self-identify that when you have wild eyes? Yeah, I mean, I was with my like. It's just so exciting and so, and you're so impulsive and like I gotta tell everybody. Uh-huh. And so it's a difference between like right now where I'm like, oh, if these guys want to hear what I have to say, fine. Otherwise, it doesn't matter, you know. And and that is, uh, but yeah, there was like there's weird shit that happened. That, well, let me uh, ask you this: Did you ever have a moment of lucidity when you were like sort of like in the in the um what what is it called psych ward the yeah. psych ward yeah like when you were sort of like because because we've all seen like um um one flew over the co- cuckoo's nest and like all of that stuff like twenty eight twenty eight months weeks whatever i feel like that's a big sort of like scary that's like one of the big kind of horrors of our society is like getting into a psych ward and not being able to convince them that you're not crazy and also because there's like things that'll drive you crazy like they don't give you like a sentence just so you don't know if you're there, there for two hours will drive or two you crazy. years yeah. yeah so like was there ever was there was there a moment of lucidity where you sort of like started freaking out or yeah. were you like freaking right out a- the whole time or right away i was freaking out yeah and then like they gave me stuff to sleep and i mean it was true as i started sleeping i mean it was the first time that i'd gotten like a full night's rest and what did they just give you a shot or something i don't a pill a pill yeah and then it was like i knew that i had to take the medication or like things would only get worse yeah but i was like terrified that it was basically I i was looking at it as like this my brain is being reconstructed right now and uh in the process of that reconstruction like some of your ideas aren't going to be 
the uh, best. <laughs> and but if I stop this construction, like midway through, the, if they tranquilize me and stop this construction midway through the process, I might really stay crazy for a long time. And that was my biggest concern. Like I knew I was crazy, but I knew I knew that it was temporary. Totally. It's like if a computer is booting up and then you Yeah, like, it's like I'm defragging. It. Like right, let me finish right, the right, fucking right. process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, yeah. That's the that's the most terrifying thing in the yeah. world. So okay, so you're on the other side of that now. Yeah. Um and this was how long ago? I got out of a psych ward like three weeks ago. I spent Jesus like seven days Christ, there. Yeah, this is the first up, time I've dude. talked about it. I think. Yeah. Do so, you feel? Do you feel? And on the- I, by the way, if I can plug one thing, I decided to. I've always done my podcast for free and plug nonprofits, but I'm kind of scared to tell everything that I want and all my DMT experiences. So I did a Patreon. So it's only people that pay the dollar or whatever a month that you want to pay. So patreon.com slash Shane Moss if okay, people well, want to hear Usually we me. do that at the end. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, spell Moss real quick <laughs> since so you just said it. Spell me U-S-S. I'm just joking. I know better than to go a whole fucking episode and then not get my shit plugged. Yeah, you're going to, baby. I've earned it. Listen, most of them have tuned out by now, so you're good. You're right to. I think they're riveted. They, I, I, I hope yeah. so too. I hope so too. Yeah. Um. So, but my question is, you're on the other side of it. You, you, you sort of said like you don't know if you can do DMT anymore. Like, yeah. you're in the middle of this documentary. I'm a little worried about that. I'm, so, like, how I feel you... like I need to do ayahuasca again, and I'm a little worried that I'll. Why do you into need that. to? But, but, but here's the thing: I you have d- some things that I need to finish. You just gotta drop your fear, because the fear is is the only thing holding you back there are more answers out there there are more yeah. community there's more communication to be had I'm not, and i'm not trying to send you in either direction i'm just saying though that like no matter what you don't need to fear yeah yeah well easier said than done the guy yeah. was in a fucking psych ward it's like it's 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 but enough the fear to, is what drives you further well and that's the reason i've never done it because i because i am afraid that i would like have a bad trip and it would turn out bad for me like yeah, I mean, we, those are legitimate concerns. Like, regardless of like what, how much more I would be enlightened or like opened, uh, I'm still sort of just going like, but I could like have a fucking shitty night. And then part of the problem is, is that like that's in like they say that there wasn't really bad LSD trips until they st- or that many of them until they started like the news would splice together like the craziest looking stuff and show middle America what these crazy hippies were doing. And so then people had this impression of that's what LSD was. And so then it became that because it was like the self. Yeah. It's just like that weed cannabis video, whatever that they put out. That's like made cannabis look like you were on LSD. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these things are illegal and, and they're not going to, explain to you why they're going to show you what to be afraid of you put the fear in your head well, and then you don't do it yeah but you know those 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 news networks are run by corporations who own pharmaceuticals and yeah you can't put it it's the answer. same thing like oh this is a lame uh, statement but like oh you you know you can't put a price on an orange so a doctor's never going to tell you to eat an orange you're going to take this vitamin c pill mm-hmm. well no you can put a price on an orange they're like six cents but this pharmaceutical company can't 
<laughs> they, but they can make uh, and patent a different vitamin C pill. I know, I know you're joking, but um, no, yeah. So, but that's the point. That's the point. And and I would say everyone out there. I mean, do you have anything else to say? Because I'm about to I'm about to wrap this up. No, I would say everyone out there go do as many drugs as possible. Sure, just know your dealer. <laughs> be safe. Take a friend. Know uh, your dealer or use use the dark web is actually a much safer source of quality because there's like ratings and stuff like that. Like uh, there's like Yelp ratings what? for your How drug dealer. How do you dealer. even do that? Do you have to do the Tor, the Onion uh, network, like all that shit? I don't know how it works. I don't need that but shit. My, my, but after after everything that's happened You just <laughs> said to do it. I'm a psychedelic comedian. I don't like have trouble <laughs> accessing <laughs> psychedelics. All right, well, I'll get mine from you then. <laughs> you- I'm, not, I'm not a drug dealer. No, it's friends. You'll just give it to me. <laughs> I don't possess psychedelics i also i'm also paranoid about having psychedelics in my home or anything so like i, I oh just, that's a good thing the, the time the times that i want psychedelics, you're doing a documentary where all you do is psychedelics yeah what? i like go do psychedelics but the crime's over so it's not psychedelics. a crime but yeah, yeah. because of this like, someone's going to come to psychedelics are in my possession for no such a short a amount of time if you're not doing heroin or cocaine well it's like, true. If you're I, affecting I think, people though i think that i think that for a lot of i think that for a lot of like say like say there's like a a, a, a police officer like let's because I've had police officers come to my show before, uh-huh. uh, like off duty, yeah. that are just into psychedelics or whatever, and sure. and they've come afterwards and they've been like, "Thank you for your because because this isn't this isn't the problems that they have to deal with I've on got, the daily yeah, basis." I've it's got, like, oh, these people breaking into someone's house because they're on, like, if a house has ever been broken into because of psychedelics, it's because someone had a little too much, got naked. Didn't know what house they were, but they were. Right. It wasn't like a threat, and they weren't like stealing anything or anything like that. I've got like, cop friends, and the last thing they want to do is like uh, listen to a podcast and then figure out where the guy lives and then yeah. go bust him. For- <laughs> but I'm still paranoid about that, so I don't like keep anything in my home or anything like that. And, and honestly, uh, what's, that's your, what's your address? Uh, oh, it's. One one one, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yourself, copper. <laughs> but uh, my my. My thing is, after everything that you've experienced, and after yeah. everything your mind has gone through, and and I don't I don't think you're crazy, and 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 I I said this earlier. I love I love listening to you talk because you you're very you you you, you can voice your mind well. Thank you. And um, um, my question is, what's what's important to you right now? Like the the being the communicator, or or. Like, like, do you feel like like you have a mission right now, or or is it back to um, let's just be myself for a little bit? I really want to be myself. Uh, I feel a little bit like I have a mission, and I'm hoping that the mission is like. I hope that the mission. I hope that my service like ends. <laughs> I like. I hope like I'm on a tour right now, yeah, yeah. and then like I do this thing and, and like. Other people can kind of because like, take like it from there. this is why I'm a ten is because I believe that there is a communication happening. I don't know who I don't know who is communicating, but but I feel like it is important for humanity to focus on a life without 
this is going to sound so fucking lame, but without borders and without fucking, we, all we care about is like, and, and this is me speaking as an American about Americans. And I keep <laughs> saying that, but I'm like, I can't speak for what Canada is doing. Cause I feel like they have a better sense of being a part of something bigger. And, and us as humans need to be aware of being a part of something bigger. And, and to me, that is the life that we don't recognize as life. Yeah. We 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 define life, we and define why do that, we though. why do we put definitions on life? Why is you know the thing? Same thing I always say. Why is this rock not alive? Why is the earth not alive? Well, because we, it's not. But but we we our definition our, science no, but, is changing but, so Willie, much. I, I'm not trying to be confrontational, but you don't believe a, a rock is alive. I believe that that the the life within a rock is equal to mine. In that in that. Uh, the things that make it be a rock is the same vibrational energy that is making me me. I know that there's more complex things involved, but I'm saying that like I'm a part of that rock. We have we have like more of a network inside of a, a inside of our like, but there's definitely like the same the same uh, yeah the same the same stuff that makes us in a way makes makes every every what, single carbon. Thing I'm, I'm just saying I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not trying to say that this rock is alive. I'm, just, no, I'm trying to I say that it. our I definitions you're are saying muddled. You're, you're connecting to the world. Yeah. I get that, but I think like if you're trying to if you're trying to if you're trying to recruit, if you're trying to <laughs> be well, like a, 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 a sort of like salesman for your side, the you should not start with the nth degree, which is this rock is alive. But picture, picture. <laughs> I mean, like I always, I, I like to compare us to like uh, ants. The ants are so fucking stupid, and they just follow pheromones around. But if you slowed down humanity and and we're watching it, we would be all going on the same trails. And you've got people searching on their own, and then you've got people that come in once the searchers have created a path. And we're all we're, and we're living a more and more passive existence too. I mean, most of us are just sitting on a couch in front of like a TV, Fuck. watching yes. more. Yeah, that's the best. I and mean, so and so when TV you when you add, I think it's a little bit the, of a problem. Yeah, when you add I'll money and television and and just entertainment, like most most people that I know want to just be left alone to watch their TV, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's not good for humanity. What? That's great. I think and you don't even have to deal with those addiction. people. Yeah. I don't want anyone to bother me ever. I'm fine with being a hermit. I don't care about the human race because I'm only around for eighty years. Luck, like hopefully. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have any kids. If I if I if I was a father or a grandfather, then maybe I would care about this shit. But I don't. Right. So, see, I think th- you know this is sounds. I always like premise anything I'm going to say with something to diminish it, so that like I can say it and not feel like it's supposed to be important. But this is the dream, and that my existence is the plane of the thought plane. That like I'm jumping into a physical experience because we what what we call a physical experience is not physical by any means and and our experiences is solely based on our perceptions and i feel like us having perceptions is taking us away from uh, the community right i could say that about anything everything is based (laughs) on perceptions so nothing is real and everything is real i'm just saying 
I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a it's a weird way to look at the world. But I'm just saying, come up with what you think existence is instead of just watching, instead of just enjoying yourself. Come up what you my existence is perfect. I'm so happy. I go home. I watch TV. I play video games. I couldn't be happier. I don't like to be bothered. No one, no one comes around. No one texts. A lot of people would say that's sad. I would say it's heaven. <laughs> I like it. Um, and I yeah. also don't want to tell anybody how to do anything. I, I mean, my my thing is is that uh, I, I guess with me is like I don't I don't expect anyone to uh, believe what I'm saying. I just think that there's a lot of people having similar. Uh, like, let's say it's all in my head. Well, it's still pretty fucking significant and would advance the field of neuroscience if we knew that there are these multiverses. Like, and it doesn't matter what it is, if it's a different dimension or if it's inside of like It's still working on some sort of laws, and to understand what those are right. is, is important. Yeah. I think, uh, man, I don't know. Like, I can't operate on that level. Are do, Is that... I mean, you're a science student, so mm-hmm. you think it's you. Th- it's real. It's not just in your head. Like you didn't just trip and like kind of come up with something. It's all real, like this, like physics or whatever you're talking about. I, I yeah, I mean, there there was like there was there was weird stuff that happened to me. Like it was just like things started happen. I started thinking if if, if like if if uh, if there was if this stuff that I was putting together was a way of getting information from the future mm-hmm. or sending information to the future or whatever, then I would hand myself an envelope from somebody else that would be significant to me for some reason. Right. And like the day that I had that idea, someone handed me an envelope. Can you just uh, say what that uh, envelope would be? Like what would it be? If you were to make yeah. up an envelope and go like, hand this to my past self. <laughs> Well, I, I, I went to a Roger Waters concert, and uh, and I was like, I was in the hospitality room because I have a fan who's uh, who works for okay, uh, yeah, Roger got, Waters yeah. show, and uh, and so I come up with this idea that someone will hand me an envelope that I wouldn't know what it was, but it'd be significant to me. And that day, he goes and he hands me an envelope, and inside was a signed photo from Roger Waters, who's my favorite musician. <laughs> I was like, what the. F- fuck is yeah. happening right now like i don't understand and, and like did that's create, fine so like roger water signs that? a bunch of things and like puts them in envelopes and like uh-huh. and and so it's like there's nothing like that crazy about it it's just weird that i had that idea and then like two hours later i'm on mushrooms and then like that fucking ha- yeah. like what the did you fuck see that happening? moment or did you create that moment <laughs> like, i don't know I, like that's that's when things started getting a little crazy but but I started, you know, so this is like what I was trying to map the like, how do these different timelines work? How are they going back? I don't know. I still don't know. I mean, I can, I could draw the, uh, some of it, but I, I kind of want to do another ayahuasca trip before I start showing my drawings around to people because I'm uh, like, I have a lot of paranoia about, I tried to, I tried to burn I, when I thought like something was coming after me. 
I tried to burn all of my ideas, like a notebook full of ideas. Uh, and that's when my girlfriend took me to a hospital because she was like, where did I just come burn the home? I was just going to burn them in a fireplace because I wanted my formulas to be gone. Um, but she was like, where uh, she like thought I was like going, uh, you know, like there's an alien fucking possessing me or something weird. Like yeah. That. Or you would just like not use a trash can and burn the house down. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what she was worried about. But I was going to put it in a fireplace. Like, well. Uh, well, I was. <laughs> but it's a little weird to burn a notebook. But I just, like, needed those ideas to be gone. And I'm glad I didn't burn them. I still have uh, nice. many of them. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. wrap it up. Um, yeah. Uh, God, how do I even How do I even do this? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, here's the thing. After everything you've heard, what do you think? Well, I are you I, a one? No. Well, are you a two now? But you're already you're a no. I'm not a two. Listen, did anything <laughs> change two, in your mind? No. Me? All right. Here's the did, thing. Did, I just got moved on if the this, scale. I feel like, didn't I? You might be a th- no. You're still a two because you're because you're. Well, no. I'll pu- I'll put you at a three now. Thank you. Just because. Uh, <laughs> Because you thought things were real think, that weren't I like, real. I but like the three. The three is a good number. When I was good. paranoid, I was definitely like uh, eight. Um, and I, but if I live at a ten, what does that say? Well, it's different. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think you're freaking people out. I don't think like you're uh, you're uh, harm to yourself or others, and I don't think that other people will think that you are. Whereas it's instead, if you're like thing. walking around wild eyed and like. Just looking like a crackhead, but having not. But that has nothing crack. to do. That has nothing to do with anything other than like when you answered the test, you were doing it based on your previous experience before, yeah. right. and now that we know that you like a lot of your ideas have changed, you just get bumped up one. Yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? I know you, do them all. I, I'm. I'm. Uh... I'm going to if you go to Shane Moss M A U S S dot com, you go you can find my uh um website, your Patreon, m- your uh, my yeah, my tour. Uh I'm, I'm going to Australia. Your calendar? I, I, I'm just trying to think of all all the things that I might need to plug. You're going Here, to Australia? Yeah, yeah this I'm might come out Australia. in a month. Um, it it might whatever. come out in like a month. Uh, I'm I'm trying to put together a new psychedelic tour with the new experience, like figuring out ways of articulating this uh, in a funny way. Uh-huh. And so, uh, yeah, look look for that. Keep up with me. And then uh, you got a Twitter or uh... yeah, Shane Comedy at Shane Comedy. You uh, got at Facebook. Shane Comedy. Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My last name confuses people. It's M A U S S. Pronounced Moss. Moss yeah, right. but so. you know how many other Shanes wanted Shane comedy? <laughs> All of them. All of oh, the Shanes so who do comedy. Shanes. Even ones that aren't funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just a great name. Uh, Willie, anything? Uh, Willie Bad Movies and Real Life Sci-Fi 1 on Twitter, Instagram. We're not, we don't have an Instagram, Real Life Sci-Fi, whatever. Well, you didn't plug a Real Life Sci-Fi when you plugged Willie Bad Movies. I said real life sci-fi one. Oh, I was thinking about my plug, um, which was please tweet us. We still haven't done this. I don't know how many episodes we have even been out there that we've pleaded for you yeah. to uh, 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 t- uh, tell us what to do. I don't know what the fuck. It's real life sci-fi one 
at Twitter. Um, I don't know. We could use some fucking viewer feedback. Yeah, uh, tweet at us. We'll read. It. We'll read it. We'll start reading it back. All right. Is that is that does that matter? Yes, <laughs> it matters. You want to hear? Yeah. Your, your no, we'll handle? answer. We'll answer your yeah, dumb yeah. questions and shit. <laughs> your dumb fucking paranoid, stupid questions, or the stuff where you say that I'm funny and Willie's crazy. I'd like to read that stuff too. <laughs> Uh, Shane, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. That's uh, great. Good luck with the documentary, yeah, and uh, you're you're going to be all over the country, I'm assuming, yeah. and in Australia and other countries. Um, so thanks again, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, just because they're after you doesn't mean you're not paranoid. Is that Isn't it the other way around? Yeah. Just be. All right, let me. Pick I was it up. like going like, wait, that's not right. Here's a pickup. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Faggots. Wait, let me do it again. <laughs> just because, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Thanks again for listening. Uh, tweet. Yeah, whatever. I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL, the 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would, he even, why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype and that he has come for his cocaine. As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced ve-a-pe in Spanish, he spots his dear friend who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. 